Hey everybody, it's your friendly neighborhood Jeremy Greer here to tell you that uh, this episode is all about Spider-Man, and if you like it, you should support us at patreon.com slash duckbtv. You can get episodes uh, a week early, you can get your choice of what Gary and Cole cover on various podcasts, and you can just say that you're doing a good thing for a whole lot of good boys who make good podcasts. Thanks, and enjoy this amazing, spectacular Spider-Man-filled episode. Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we swing through the buildings of New York and find crimes and beat the criminals up. Gary. Mm-hmm. Not talk about that or anything. We no, just do that. We just do that. So, like, that's just something that we this do. Is audio. We, we spend Window a lot. crash. <laughs> yeah. Spent a lot of money on Foley. All of those sound yeah. effects that Gary just made with his mouth, I'm going to have to go and buy from a from an audio effects engine somewhere <laughs> to be able to put that yeah. into the podcast. Yeah, you have to go you have to go to Gary Co Industries and license my voice <laughs> uh, for me doing them. Those are those are the placeholders I give you because uh, my and and I charge so much because of my building overhead. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, you are actually so, destroying I mean, those windows. Like you have you have a lot of yeah yeah. You're, you're, it's like that. It's like that drill tweet of you yeah, know yeah. just rent <laughs> something something windows. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I go through and I undercut the city. When the city tries to buy those fake buildings to prepare firefighters, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I outbid them, you know, thus killing two birds with one stone. Like I get the building for fully work. Plus I deny the firefighters, you know, the training that they need. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I use those, those fake firefighter buildings. Nice. So that's actually, that's actually pretty smart. Cause then you could light it on fire and then it's, it's presumably mm-hmm. there's a, a fire hydrant pretty near it. Ta-ching insurance money. Funny thing about yeah. uh, working in my industry is that uh, there's a there's kind of a a a uneasy a truce between the fire chiefs and the utility, like the public work directors of any given like parish or county or what have you, uh, because the fire people when they do those trainings are obviously pulling water through like the fire hydrants and things, and they don't think that they should have to pay for that money, pay for that water mm. when they're using like tens of thousands of gallons and like the, like so a public works director will be like we had to pay like so much money per thousand gallons to be able to treat that water that you're just like tr- like spewing onto the it's ground throwing away yeah yeah so it's, yeah. it's it's weird how that like intergovernment stuff kind of works sometimes which is really fun yeah yeah mm. it's uh i, I understand like, well this is for everybody don't you want your house not to, to be set on fire and like no fuck you pay me yeah yeah fuck you, you give know? me some <laughs> money yeah 9 yeah. was a long time ago hero <laughs> That's a uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> anywho uh, we, we uh, it, it's been a minute since it's, we recorded. It's been a little while since we recorded. The last time we did uh, our schedule, we said we we're going to do uh, a Deadpool movie and we we're going to do a feedback episode. And then in between then and now, Spider Man, or excuse me, Marvel's Spider Man, uh, which mm-hmm. has to be some sort of licensing like lawyer bullshit that I would love to see the contract of. Um, uh, Marvel Spider-Man came out and impressed both of us quite a bit to the point where we wanted to talk about it on, on this podcast, on our comic book podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got, we got tempted by the fruit of another. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, uh, and, and if this had been something where one of us like didn't really care for it, you know, we wouldn't do this. I, I guess I say that for two reasons. Like one is because this is an unusual episode. We've never done game content on this show, show too, but also just to kind of prime that, like 
it's not like our idea is we're going to cover a bunch of Spider-Man games. This is just a happy coincidence where like, uh, we both played a game, really liked it, wanted to talk about it. And it's related, you know, at least tangentially to what we do. Uh, it just kind of stars aligned. Yeah, absolutely. And this isn't going to yeah. be a, uh, like an in-depth critical analysis. a la like watch out for fireballs or anything like that. Like Gary and I are going to do mm. some, some type line. We're going to talk some sugar about the things we like. Um, I don't have a, a real long list of things I don't like, but I'm sure we're going to get into some of those. And then, uh, I'll probably put a musical break in and then, uh, we'll talk about like some, some end game story stuff because the game kind of goes some places story wise that I think is pretty interesting and brave for just a straight up Spider-Man game, which I expected absolutely nothing out of in this, in the, in the story. So, uh, that, that, yeah, that was really yeah. exciting it, to a, see that shit like actually come to fruition. It's a weirdly emotionally vulnerable game. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of in the climax, which I was, is something that I, I associate with spider-man because like even though this is adult spider-man like he's he's still a very young man you know and, and like one of the things about this character is like he's got a really rough life he's had a lot of trauma and he would be very delicate like he's one of the least like macho superheroes there are and i think this matches him really well for that you know like if you, you play a batman game and they try to get into the pathos of his character it's just about his his tragedy and about how he's kind of like crazy you know he's like damaged this is about how he is hurt you know, he's, he's, he's punished spider like for the, for the entire, uh, <laughs> entire game. I mean, you know, he he's, starts he's with his like, suit all ripped up, like wait, right, right from the yeah. get go. He's punished spider. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's such a, it's such a Spider-Man thing. And this game is the first video game. And I'm somebody who's, who's played like a lot of Spider-Man games, um, excepting like the PS3 generation. But up until that point, um, I, I had been pretty up on Spider-Man and this is the first game to do that, uh, perfectly. And, and I don't, I don't use perfectly lightly. Like, I think this, as far as the tone of, being Spider-Man and being put upon as Spider-Man and inhabiting that character, I think this game does it as well as it could have. Yeah, and a lot of that, so. I think, is, is due just to the performances that they get. Uh, I don't know who... I didn't even bother looking up who any of the voice actors or anything they're are. All, but, they're all nobodies. Um, but it's bo- great. But boy, like, through and through, are they all just so... Mary Jane is... This is a great... Maybe my favorite adaptation of Mary Jane. Like, my favorite yeah. instance of Mary Jane, whatever you want to call it. Um, Aunt May does a wonderful job. All of the side characters, like Miles Morales, and um, I don't... I don't know if the the cop in the game that you communicate with, um, I can't remember her name now. Constance, uh, Yuri Wanatabi. Yuri, Yuri. I don't know if she's Wanatabi like uh, like a recent or like a modern day comic book character, but she's fantastic. Like you never, like you never get annoyed with her calling you about things, and I think that's a pretty mm-hmm. impressive thing considering your uh, your communicator is basically constantly going off with stuff to do. So yeah, she she's most of the stuff is you know from from comics. You know, and, and real quick, just about the voice acting is like a lot of the people who are voice actors in this, rather than stunt casting, uh, people who are, um, you know, uh, actors, like well-known actors, these are all people from the world of like voice acting. So the, the main guy, the guy who plays Peter Parker, uh, Yuri Lowenthal, who does like an amazing job, is a voice actor known for like cartoons and anime. He's, he, so he's, he's a the dude in that Naruto. World. He is, he is Naruto. He is the, the Naruto. I, I don't like the game anymore. Sorry. You got to kind of try to uh, flush this down the you? toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you get to delete, delete file. I'm done. I can't do an podcast where I talk sugar about the Naruto guy. Um, but he, he, he does a great job. Everyone does a really, really excellent job. Mm-hmm. And the, the point, so, uh, Yuri, uh, Watanabe, like I, it's been a long time since I've checked in on Spider-Man. Um, I just looked in on it and this is like, she's a, she's a character in who's does this and eventually becomes, uh, you know, codenamed character, uh, in the game. Um, but this is all very, uh, of the comics. Like this is all very true. So if you do know the comics at all, there are fun Easter eggs and you get to see, you know, 
characters that you like from the comics like well presented with the same level of production value and it's interesting because i've talked to a couple of people who uh don't really have much of a reference for spider-man outside of like maybe a couple of movies here and there and uh mm-hmm. they've seemed to have uh just kind of went along with the story without knowing the characters and just had a good time with it so even if you aren't yeah. like steeped yeah. in the mythology i think you can pick up exactly what everything is happening um exactly what's going down and kind of be surprised because this game will surprise even the people that are into spider-man but and just kind of go with the plot and have a good time with it like i don't think it excludes anybody by being way no, it no. doesn't lean into that like uh easter egg thing too much at all well, and it's it's all additive. So, like, if you know, so like, one of the things I really like about this is where it takes place in the Spider-Man mythos. Like, we we've had him, his origins, and kind of his basic conflicts told and told and told again. This is not that. This is an established Spider-Man. Um, if you know who Norman Osborn is and like what he becomes and everything, it makes his character. It makes it a little bit richer. You know, it kind of foreshadows when you eventually see the kind of dark science shit that he's getting into. If you don't know that though, he's just like a hyper capitalist like uh uh what's his head that the mayor of new york really he's like a giuliani figure like he's just kind sure. of like a shitty mm-hmm. you know um i'm gonna protect this city shitty giuliani figure um but if you actually know what he does it, it's additive absolutely like all this stuff is additive you know the stuff with his son like harry osborne like we know what happens to him uh mostly i know from the spider-man movies and knowing like his kind of backstory from this game like it's just additive like he works as just kind of this tragic kid uh and then you learn like what's oh, actually is like you know, way worse he gets drawn into this this web of uh <laughs> of, of, of villainy and, and garbage and violence and super science that everyone spider-man has ever met eventually becomes the animal <laughs> you know just insert an animal name there and uh and then and he fights him he punches him i uh i'm curious because i know you don't really watch much like pre-release stuff i know you don't uh watch e3 or anything did you did you know basically anything about this game before going into it before it started kind of hitting twitter that it was so good all I knew was that it was uh like it was supposed to have the same swinging as the the Spider-Man 2 game. Mm-hmm. Um and that's it. Like I didn't even know um and I I've, I've been real into that recently. Like I've just been going into everything blind. And in the past I've gone on the record as like oh spoilers don't really matter, but like I've been having a lot of fun doing that. So I didn't know uh like Miles Morales was in it. You know, and, and I know that character from the comics. So the first time like that happens I'm like oh shit, that's cool. Yeah. Uh yeah. you know, I didn't know who who the villain was in it. I didn't know you know, I just assumed it would be Green Goblin because that's, that's the basic Spider-Man that's story. The, that's a typical everyday. Yeah, absolutely. And you went into the same thing with them um, when I played like God of War. Like I went into it knowing nothing. Like going into these games knowing nothing has actually been pretty rad. So I, I, I recant some of my <laughs> my previous, you know, uh, statements about not caring about spoilers. Like I'm actually, it's not so much like a, it's not about this. This is like a hyper unspoiled state. Like it's not just that I don't know the plot points. I just didn't know. Anything other than that, it would be an open world game, sure. Starring, uh, you know, Peter Parker, and that's it. The yeah. um, the reason I was asking is because um, I I I'd really enjoy watching E three and having a good time with that stuff. And uh, Sony has been uh, blaring the horns in this game for the last few years. They showed off the complete sequence with the helicopter towards the the middle mm. of the first act, or maybe at the end of the first act. Um, like they that was that was one of the first things that they showed when they actually showed gameplay about the game. Um, and then apparently. And I didn't realize this, but uh, there's a twist in Act Three, which I'm not. We're not going to talk about yet. We'll wait till after the spoiler three, spoiler music or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big twist in Act Three that occurs that uh, apparently they just showed at E3, like that Ugh. the rooftop scene. If you know the one I'm talking about, uh, yeah. w- with the raft. Apparently that was just literally shown at E3, and I was curious because 
Sony's conference in this last year was like kind of shit. Like they showed maybe it was like an hour and they showed like four games, maybe <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't very long. Mm. And I watched, I remembered watching it. So I was like, how did I miss this when I, cause I, I would mention to people like, Oh yeah, I, I can't believe that, you know, this happened. And they were like, yeah, that didn't you, weren't you, didn't you watch E3? Like they, they you knew that was going to happen. And I went back and apparently I just got so bored watching the Spider-Man E3 presentation that I just got up and left and then came back when it was <laughs> over with and missed the big spoiler thing. So really worked out for me not knowing that because I had such a good time going into it without knowing any of that stuff. And it was so much fun for me. Yeah. So, you know, this totally like when we get to the, the spoiler section, I have something like very specific to say about that. that I think is awesome yeah. that this game does that. Like if, if I had participated in the marketing, it wouldn't work. You know, but just the fact that I uh, uh, didn't like made that work so hard for me. So it's um so so let's start from the beginning. Uh, let's let's just talk about the probably the best thing on the back of the box, which is the swinging. Uh, I know uh, you just mentioned that it was like exactly the same from Spider Man Two. I'm reasonably sure that I played at least a little bit of that. Uh, this feels very much like I want every single Spider Man game to feel like this kind of fluidity of movement this incredible sense of speed and control over what you're doing at all times. Like the, the kind of pick and shoot point, what they call it point blasting mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Point yeah, blasting. Flavor slamming. Flavor slamming. Yeah. 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 It's something with the juicy yeah. fruit label. I'm not quite sure yeah. where we are, it's but a, it's something that sounds like a, a Gatorade or deodorant <laughs> uh, <type laughs> or, or something a male porn star would do. It's, it's one of the three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all like, of that John, stuff, if you need me to point blast again. I can do it. I just, uh, <laughs> give me about 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to need 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. But as soon as the game, and I think this is one of the, the one of the best things the game does, like it opens up, it gives you this kind of uh, CGI sequence and this real over-the-top comic book way of like, here's a board that he has cut out all of his uh, <laughs> triumphs on from the from the Daily Bugle and put out so he can, I guess, wake up and look at it every morning. I know I have that on my <laughs> thing. Uh, but whatever, like it's very comic booky and I'm into it. Uh, but as soon as he jumps out the window, I was kind of expecting like this long, cgi sequence and it like the game kind of slows to a stop and it's like press r2 to swing and like you just just like that you're into the world and man that just from the like i just i didn't even stop like i just kept swinging around like i just wanted to roam yeah yeah the the um when i say it, it's the same as the ps or the spider-man 2 one it's obviously it's like two console generations later right so it's obviously better it's more fluid there are some changes but the thing that makes that noteworthy is that that game has really good swinging like imagine the version of this, but two console generations back. Most things in between didn't get that. Like, didn't really understand how to do this. So we got tons of Spider-Man games where that, that just wasn't a thing. Like, we went way backwards in uh, in Spider-Man games. So, like, being able to do that where it is... Uh, the things that make this really good is, one, um, it's actually happening. So, like, when you swing in this game, you shoot a piece of web at an object that has to exist in the world, and then you swing on it using physics. It's not abstracted. It's not like the the web line goes off camera yeah and it's just on a, a helicopter that's following you that's on in stealth mode you know so you can move forward it actually has to go on a thing and then that point point blasting the point break that you can do um <laughs> i think there's a version of that in the old version that's not very good in this version that is so satisfying to pull that off like it requires once you upgrade those skills once you know how to do it, you have such mastery and speed of how you move, and there's such a like high skill ceiling for it. You know that like if you get really good at it, you're moving in an incredibly satisfying, fast way. You and and it's its own reward. Like it just feels good to do it well. It's almost like playing Tony Hawk or something. Yeah, that's you know you're, that's you're doing a this, good analogy this, because that's how I felt my my skill. I was amazed that by 
the you know the last quarter of the game i still felt like i was getting better at swinging like i felt like i was yeah like all of a sudden i was starting to not just accidentally do that little corner kind of swing like i was doing that on purpose and like i was having a good time yeah. with it. like you start you learn that vocabulary pretty quickly and it's just real easy to because i've seen people say that you know oh my daughter loves this game she can just hold r2 and just like swing through the thing and you can absolutely do that and win the game like no question yep uh but if you want to keep you can going, walk oh yeah you could probably can you, can walk you, from place to place can you imagine the challenge run of this where you never swing like <laughs> the, you just go you just the walk slow the run instead the of the speed run, run. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I, I i love that like it's especially as the skills kept you know getting better and better and that's what i went for almost immediately every time was traversal Ooh. skills and that was that was really and fun that's super noteworthy that you know a sixth of so you have your, your three your your three sets of skill tree things and each one is broken up into to three parts um fully uh like roughly a sixth of your your skill things are all based on traversal those things will generally not help you complete missions there are some optional uh kind of challenges that require swinging but for the most part the story missions and most of the the optional content is you go to a place and do a thing there mm-hmm. um so the way you get there doesn't matter the fact that this thing that is not a mechanical benefit is the first thing that I upgraded as well. And I imagine most people like upgraded this movement stuff just for the pure fun of doing it. You know, it, it wasn't to get an advantage in the game. Like there are advantages, you know, eventually you have to chase down drones and shit uh, and it's better to be faster. But just in the early game, I wanted to have that, that really fun fluid movement to just make the spaces in between the content, which is also good. Like, which we'll get to like equally good like equally fun, which never happens in an open world game. I can't think of another open world game. That's fun to move around like this. Maybe something like saints row four, but even that is not as fun as this or even really close. I don't think. Yeah. Saints row. You know? It, it, it goes in that direction a little bit. Cause by the time that you get to the end of that game, like you were, you were literally jumping buildings. You're a, you're a fucking superhero with like magic powers. Uh, but like it doesn't, it never once feels as fun as it does to do. Like I mentioned like that quarter or like around a building, like kind of yeah. swoop because it's all, there's no skill to it. Yeah, exactly. Like it like just, you it's just, just hit a it's nice kinesthetics, yeah. but um, it's not, you know, it's not demanding at all. And this is, it's not hyper demanding. It's not like playing Tony Hawk. Like you're not doing, but it's like being okay at Tony Hawk, mm-hmm. you know, but still allowing, um, like you, you talk about that high skill ceiling, but it's still allowing that just, you could, you could literally get from point A to point B by holding R2 and then just pointing yourself towards the little yep. yellow checkpoint. And that was fine. And that is fun. Like I played that way from the yeah. beginning of the game. Cause I didn't quite realize like the pressing X stuff to, you know, you know, zip yourself along faster. I was like, well, that doesn't, that actually seems a little slower. So I was spending a lot of times just like holding R2 and then diving right low and mm-hmm. getting real close to the street and then hitting that R2 again and jumping back. Cause I thought that was fun. That's incredible to me that they made the stuff in between the, the, the actual meat of the game so much fun to play because that is what yeah. is missing from every single open world game. How many people it's have the, you I, seen like, uh, say like, Oh, I've never used the, the fast travel system. Cause why would I want to? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was the same kind of thing where I would get a marker partway through the game. And if it was less than like 1500 meters, like I would, it would just be a joy to get there. Yep. You know, some things if they're all the way across the map, I would fast travel, but for the most part, it was just, just swinging. And, and how fun is it going to be when like speed runs of this start coming out? Oh yeah. I can't wait to like, see that stuff. Yeah. I think it's going to be like the tricks and shit people are going to do like the insane speeds are going to get because the game allows for it. Like I was talking to, um, to Will about this. Like there's the only other person who I've, he's the person who loaned me the game. Um, and I've, I've really talked to him about this and he was saying how like the most important, like this supports his theory that the most important thing in a video game is how you move. Like if you can make that fun, it papers over like tons of problems and it just, 
it feels really good because I'm, I'm playing a, a slow ass adventure game right now that I I'm unsatisfied with my movement in it. And it's just like, if that game moved better, like it would just be a better game. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. like the way your avatar moves just matters so much. It, it, it really does. Which yeah. is, this is one of the reasons like in a, in a souls game, I'm always, you know, under 25% equip load because, because I want to move quickly, yeah. even though that's a different yeah. example because, you know, souls games can reward that like high equip load, slower play as well. But, uh, a- absolutely. Like the, the, just the, the pure physics of moving through the world, even, you know, even, even when you mess up from time to time, cause that definitely happened to me where I would like over miss something or I would, I would do one of those awesome. like ledge things into another wall yeah. and it just, he would just stop and I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? And you just, you just hold R2 yep. and you run a direction and then you just do it again. Like it just, it doesn't yep. take any time to get out of something versus really easy to recover. You know, when you, I don't, I know you, I'm sure you haven't played a lot of Assassin's Creed games, but I feel like. In Assassin's Creed, there were a lot of situations where I would Assassin's Creed or Assassin's Creeds. Anyway, um, I w- there's a lot of situations that were just over animated. So like I would I would jump on a ledge and I'd be just trying to go to another ledge and he would do like my avatar would do like 18 different things that I didn't want him to do as opposed to just step over the ledge that I was trying to step over. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and this game can have that problem too a little bit like when you're trying to stop at a specific point. Mm-hmm. Um, it generally happened during those challenge things, but I definitely had a comical like spider-man jumping back and forth across a dock rather than landing on it yeah until i learned until i learned like that you could do that l2 r2 thing and just go immediately to where you were looking for when you got close enough to it that was i was doing that a lot which i think actually leans into like a new spider-man character right just because i think peter parker was that (laughs) guy that would be like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, i'm coming back hold on you stay right there (laughs) (laughs) just move across the go like 20 feet past the building that he was aiming for um you brought up fast travel. I just want to mention how great the little fast travel vignettes are uh, because they are. Oh yeah. Uh, every time they don't take very long. Like the loading screen isn't very long. It's just, it's Spider-Man. It's Peter Parker in his Spider-Man uniform, taking the subway, looking at his cell phone, talking to a Spider-Man cosplayer. Uh, I didn't see this, but it, mm-hmm. towards the end of the act, when like the, the big shift happens and Sable is everywhere. Uh, apparently like there's a, there's special cutscenes If you take the fast travel with Sable people everywhere and Peter trying to hide, which I think is pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, they, they change as the world gets worse. Um, so like eventually the Sable ones, um, you're on the outside of the, um, outside of the, uh, uh, subway car, like hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, from them and they're doing patrols inside the thing. Like it's a really clever way to show that the world has gotten more hostile. You know, which as we go, like we'll talk about that a little bit more in like the second half of the podcast is a little bit like there, there are bad things to that too. Mm-hmm. You know how hostile the world gets, like it gets a little bit much, yeah. right? Like as far as like complaints I have, that's a minor one. It, it was perfectly easy to get past, but the, um, that was definitely a thing. It, um, um we'll, we'll get to talking about it. Uh, do you want to, you want to talk about the, the second big thing about this game, which is the combat? Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about fights. It's, um, it's interesting because I think everybody that plays this uh, immediately says, oh, this is Batman combat. Uh, but it's to me, it is so much more fun than Batman combat ever was. And I've really enjoyed all like I did challenge rooms. I was I was the guy that was like trying to get 100 combos, 200 combos in Batman and everything like that. Uh, this just I think because of the aerial component, juggling enemies in the air, doing the weird web swingings, mm-hmm. like the, the swing kicks and, uh, you know, picking up stuff and throwing it around and picking up enemies and throwing them around. I had so much more fun with it, even if it wasn't, I think I'm not as good at it as I wasn't the Batman games, but I had much more fun playing it. If that makes sense. The, um, yeah, I, I like it a lot too. I think that the Batman comparison is there because it's the closest thing we've had, Mm -hmm. you know, to it, but it's, this is much closer to, so like the Batman combat at its base, uh, it's like two parts. It's, um, uh, countering, you know, countering and dodging is kind of one part of it. And then the other part is this elaborate, like, rock, paper, scissors. Like, they start introducing 
here's the rock enemy. You have to use your paper move to get past him, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, this does that. That's the first part is very similar. Like you're punching, you will just kind of automatically glue onto the nearest guy. You'll do little leaps to get closer. If you're not close enough, it just automatically makes it fluid and fun. That part is pretty similar to Batman. The second part, the rock, paper, scissors part is more complicated and better uh, than that because of that um, one, because of that addition of verticality two because the moves you have to do to get past people's specific defenses feel more natural. So like the little, they were specifically like early on there do shield guides, a uh, shield guys. Um, one, you're given multiple ways to get around the shield. Like you can yank it off of them with webs. Um, you can, uh, if you do any kind of like ground pound kind of thing that will get past it. Yeah. Uh, things like that. But two, the move where you slide under them and hit them from behind Fucking great. is just, it's awesome. <laughs> it like looks awesome. A little confused, like motion they make when it happens is great. Um, but also it just, it's faster and fits into combat better than, Batman's equivalent of that, which I think is using his cape to like dazzle somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, which takes longer, the animation's slower, you're more vulnerable when you do it. All the things that you do to get past people's defenses in this are also moves. So they have a defensive component as well where they put you in a different place. Yeah. So like launching somebody up into the air, every time I launched somebody up in the air, I was also dodging a bullet that was coming at. Me. Yep. You know, uh, mm-hmm. every time I went under somebody to uh, to sweep, I was also dodging a punch. And that's also really satisfying like, when you do those dodge mechanics and <clears throat> you get out of the way of a bullet. A lot of times the bullets hit the dudes that you're already fighting. Yeah. And it will damage them more, which is really nice. Like that makes it real satisfying to get out of the way and be like, yeah, you just shot your own dude. Yeah. You know, and, and especially later when everyone's got guns and, and the combat gets a lot more harsh, that becomes necessary. Like I was also... Uh, so I had the opposite experience where I'm much better at this than I am the Batman combat. Like I just played this on normal. I want to, when I play through it eventually again, I'll play it through on hard because I got to the point where not only do I think this combat's very fun, I think I'm really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end, like the, the challenge maps and stuff, I was like fairly consistently like getting through those, getting hit like maybe once, Nice. you know, and, and could do them, do them pretty quick. So again, not a brag, like there's tons of video games I'm bad at, but I got pretty good at this. Um, and I think it just spoke to me that, the the combination the the series of rock paper scissors that you have to counter everybody just made sense to me because you're always moving as long as you're always moving you're kind of fine you know like the defensive part was wrapped into what i was doing anyway so it was very easy to like maintain my health while also whittling everyone down how much you know? did you lean on uh gadgets during your combat stuff did you utilize a lot of those um i used about two-thirds of them a lot mm-hmm. uh i didn't use the the push one i didn't use the electric one very much um, everything else I ended up using. So like I didn't start using it, but once Sable comes into play, you know, just like I'm going to throw out all my little bots yeah, uh, as a distraction, like became like necessary. Uh, and then you have like an ultimate move for every costume, um, which we'll talk about costumes at, at some point too, just at least very briefly. Cause it's super cool, but um, ended up using those a lot as well. So I guess like to my, my point of being good at it, like I, it wasn't like a, box only final destination thing. Like I used all the tools at my, Oh no, no, I'm not saying that. that. <clears throat> yeah. I was curious because no. That's actually one of my few complaints with the game is that I feel like the gadgets aren't super well integrated into the into the combat flow. Uh, and Batman I always felt like uh, you would get a you know a electric Batwing or whatever the fuck it is, but then that would just mm. as soon as you got to a certain combo level, like you could deploy that by hitting two buttons. Uh, whereas yeah. whereas here you're literally stopping. I mean you're slowing down the game dramatically and picking something from a wheel and then hitting a button to deploy it. Which led to a lot it's of a, yeah, it's a radial yeah yeah which le- leads to a lot of options or a lot of instances where 
I think I'm about to like web somebody up with my standard R1, and then I just start spitting out electric somethings, and I have no idea what's going on because I forgot to, I didn't yeah. change it back from the last one. Um, but all of those gadgets are, I say all of them, I didn't actually unlock two of them, so I never mm-hmm. use those. Uh, I, like I hear the concussive one is really nice, but I just never used it. But like the uh, electric webs and the uh, the standard webs and then the uh, web bomb, I use those like constantly. The, the bomb is great. Yeah, yeah. The um, one of the, the last one on the tech tree, I think, is the one that levitates everyone. Yeah, that, yeah. that's I, extremely useful. I, I had already used all my tokens uh, unlocking stuff, other stuff, so I have not been able to unlock that yet. I haven't wanted to go back and do the challenge that runs to to, to max them out. So, yeah, it's it, it's a it's super. I I definitely agree with that. Like, it's it's switching between them is is not very fluid, you know. So like. The idea, I think that it does want you to be like, okay, I throw out electric web and then I throw out a web bomb and I leave this tripwire here at the same time, like in the same jump. Um, doing Switching between them wasn't really how I played and I, I, I agree that that's too slow. Mm-hmm. Like the way I did it was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to throw out all my trip mines. Like essentially use crowd control ones. Yeah. You know, to switch to trip mines, get them all on the board and then switch back to regular webs. Yeah. And then fight for a little bit and then switch to web bombs, get web bombs on the board. So I have that crowd control and then switch back to regular fighting. And then uh, um, that. The, the impact webbing too, which is the one where you, it just instantly webs like a, an armored person to a, to a wall or to a ground or to ground yeah. or something is really, really good. You get like four of those, I think. And then if you have the suit mod that gives you like, cause I've really, really leaned on finishers. Like I was constantly doing finishing moves and then getting ammo from finishers to do more impact web stuff. Let me clear out people pretty quick, which was really yep. nice. Yeah. To get, to get more combo up, to get more finishers. Like it, it's really elegant. Like it feeds into itself really well. Um, it hits like a, a state that I think is very important um, where like uh, it is again, very similar to the swinging. It's got a high skill ceiling. You know, I felt very good at it and I felt like I had kind of mastered it, uh, mastered the the combat, like at least to, you know, to my, my standard, the, um, but it's also not so fiddly. Like recently I played um, uh, for honor mm-hmm. and that's too much. Like that is, that is too involved and too fiddly for me. You know, or even something cl- like closer to like Neo, which like Neo, I could do fine. I played it and like, you know, I didn't, I didn't quit that game because I was dying a lot. I quit it because I, I didn't like it anymore. Like that is also very fiddly. The constant like stance switching is a level of complexity that like brings me out of the game. So there's something about like riding that like complex, but not too complicated line. You know, again, it's not scoring millions of points on Tony Hawk. It's being pretty good at Tony Hawk. Sure. Yeah. That's how the, the, the combo and the, combo system or the combat system in this felt like it wasn't simple it was no, no encounters were brainless you know there was never a part where it's like i don't i literally just don't need to think you know i always like had to strategize at least a little bit because they were throwing things in but it was engaging enough of my brain to keep me engaged not enough to where i would just get frustrated because my hands couldn't do what my brain wanted it to do which is like what happened when i was playing for honored uh for honor and a little bit what happened when i played like neo or things that are super complicated like that yeah yeah i get into that um I was playing alongside this. I was playing Guacamelee two, and uh, mm-hmm. none of the combat in that game is super difficult. Uh, some of it is, but it's it's uh, what really what they really lean on is once you start getting all of your powers, is to you know you're shifting world states, so you have to bounce between world states in a multiple, and then you know dodge through a vine, and then flip back, and then do this, and then do an uppercut, and then do a, this. Like you have to kind of memorize everything in order and. I definitely get to a point in that game where I get real frustrated. Like I can't, I just can't do this fast enough. Spider-Man is exactly the opposite. Spider-Man gives you so much flexibility on its combo system. Um, especially like once you get the skill where you can, or the, I think it's a skill where you can take a, a hit maybe in between and still keep your combo meter up. Um, mm-hmm. But really I don't, I didn't even really need that a lot because 
any button I pressed, I was doing something that was good. And as long as I was dodging the bullets or the, the bazookas or the, you know, the landmines or whatever people were throwing out, the only time that became difficult is when they introduce a lot of armor enemies with flying enemies. And then all of a sudden you have to watch out yeah. from every angle, <clears throat> which is, which is a little bit more difficult. It does. It does it ramp those up. Even though I think that like when they do introduce a new enemy, what's really cool is that like these, these new mixups that are possible um, require like a, a new sense of like triage. So, for example, like when they introduced um, like jetpack enemies, I realized like, oh, these guys are a priority. Like, you know, previous to this, I would have to take out missile guys, but these guys I actually have to take out before I take out missile guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the, the the shifting, like the 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 order of operations shifts every time they introduce a new guy. It's also cool, like talking to you about this because the uh, it becomes evident that like you and I still also played in very different ways. Like I didn't really look at my combo meter. You know, I was mostly just about like. You know, I got good combos, but it was mostly just from not getting, you know, just trying not to get hit. I also didn't use very many finishers. Oh, really? Uh, for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just went into too good to use syndrome, and I don't know why. Um, I didn't, did not use a lot of finishers. It's weird that um, your, uh, your finished, your finisher meter basically is also your health, which I think can, can get you in the wrong mind state for, because uh, I've seen a couple of people say like, oh, I'd never have that much focus. Um, and, and for everybody out there that maybe has not played the game, you, as you hit people, you build up a focus meter, <clears throat> you can burn that focus for health. If you get it to a certain level, you can do a finishing move, which instantly takes down an enemy in kind of a real fancy flourishy kind of way. But that's, that's exactly what I would do is I was, I wouldn't almost hardly ever heal up. Like I wouldn't hardly ever heal up and I, I would just build up focus. And then for like the jetpacks, dude, I would zip up, do a finish take down and then zip to the next one. And the, one of the very last skills you unlock is being able to do two finishers with one focus bar. So like I would just. At that point, like, you know, hit a few guys, build it up enough focus, jump up, you take two jetpack guys out, and then go back down in the fray and start trying to, to like you said, triage everybody. So that was kind of the way mm-hmm. I was leaning towards in the in the end game. Although it, it does get kind of boring yeah, watching yeah, the, the same, like, six animations on the finishers, but it's still fun. Yeah, they're, they're cool looking, but yeah, they, they, they're they're limited. It's just neat that you can do it in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, that way. I've heard, I've, and I've um, heard the same thing from other also, people saying, like, just using totally different gadgets than I did and just leaning on them the whole game, so... The um, I also want to say that the uh, I was really refreshed by how much the boss fights are contained within the bounding box of the combat system. Mm-hmm. Like for the for the most part, like a lot of times, I think the temptation for superhero games or any game where you have an avatar that has like really larger than life abilities is to just do a total format change whenever there's a boss. You know, like this boss is going to be mostly like quick time events, or this boss is going to have a totally different mechanic. This game does that once uh, that I can think of, but for the most part, you're using your same verb fight verb set. You're just fighting a boss that has a really strong version of things other people can do um, or a new thing that people can do that you counter in a way that you counter other things as well. Yeah. So like other than one very specific boss fight that takes place in a, in a long tunnel, like you'll probably know the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, you're still doing the same verbs, you know? Uh, and I, I think that's, that's really great. Like instead of, you know, somebody has immunity, like, oh, you can't just punch this guy. You have to use a certain gadget or you have to web them up first. Uh, but you're still swinging around. You're still dodging the same way. You're still doing the same kind of combos. You're still zipping to them. Um, that the uh, triangle button, like you know, teleport over to somebody essentially and punch them thing, which is awesome. Um, you know, I really like the way the boss fights are handled in this as well. Which is, is surprising um, because I would expect, for whatever reason, superhero games have never had in my mind great boss fights. Like you look at all of the Batman games, mm. and I'm I, <clears throat> like, I in general despise most of the Batman games. Like the one that sticks out is the uh, one of the, I don't remember which game it was. It was, it was. I think it was either the first or second one uh, with Mister Freeze, where you basically have to do the yeah, Predator challenge. It's, it's, a, it's a total stealth mode kind of thing. 
Um, yeah. But these, all of the boss fights in this game are, I, I thought, really, really fun, uh, with the exception of maybe the last boss, uh, which I had, for whatever reason, a lot of difficulty with. Um, mm. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's, let's talk about the, the, um, the stealth challenges, because I... Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to bring up stealth, too. It, just real quick, as a, as a side note, mm-hmm. not everybody played it, but there's one really good boss fight in uh, Arkham Origins. So, like, the, the Mr. Freeze fight is great, obviously. That's the king of, of Batman boss fights. But the uh, Deadshot fight, or some some DC, some DC Deadshot, um, kill I, bead. It's not Deadshot. Kill bead, yeah. It's some kind one of power, eye. Power stunch. Yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those guys. Um, it's, it's not the sniper. Death stroke. Target practice. I think is target. <laughs> some, some DC trash. I don't remember what it was. But there's there's a really good fight in that where it's like, it feels like a Dark Souls fight. Mm-hmm. Like it's all counters and, and, and stuff like that. That fight is very good. So there's at least, but also that game has this terrible series of fights against Firebug where it's essentially like the boss fights as a chase sequence and they're, they suck so bad. Um, so you're, so you're right. But just uh, for people, not a lot, uh, Arkham Origins doesn't get a lot of love, but like it's got at least one. Really I'm trying to remember fight. is which one was, was it Origins with the one with all the bat tank stuff? No, that's night. Nice. Okay. Origins so is the third one that I skipped uh, is made by a different yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. I skipped Origins. Everybody did. Mm-hmm. It's it, the reason why uh, it takes place in it uses a lot of the same locations, not all from Arkham City. Um, it's winter, so it looks different. It looks really cool, and they add some stuff, but it does feel like a like a almost like a really really meaty DLC more than a, gotcha. a new game. Okay, cool. So um, <clears throat> it's better than Night. Like it's it's better than Arkham Night. Um, so yeah, stealth challenges. So like that's the kind of third component of this: so exploration, combat, and stealth, um, which is also I think really good. Um, it's pretty simple. Yeah. You know, like this isn't a robust stealth engine, um, but I, I still find it pretty satisfying. Yeah, the things that you, the, the the toys that they give you to play with, I think are really fun. Um, but they're they're all like, th- once you do two or three of these, uh, you're you're pretty much got them down. Especially once you unlock a couple of abilities that like let you see their safe or danger status, like if, if, whether or not it's safe or dangerous to take them down, whether or not someone's going to see you, where you can see that permanently. Like after that point, you're just wandering around like looking for safe people and you know web taking yeah. them down in one hit, and then you're good. Uh, I I do like the. Um, <clears throat> shit what do they call it there's a trophy for it you, you just mentioned it the one where you hit the, you throw the web that you throw the thing against the wall and it like spits out the web and pulls it to them or whatever yeah the the um the tripwire yeah the tripwire um the tripwire is real fun because if you fire it at somebody and they're close to somebody else it'll web both of them up together which is a lot of fun yeah. <laughs> that's really Put satisfying yeah yeah the um it is it is kind of perfunctory um and the way the game i think the game knows this because um i was under a mistaken uh like you can lose people uh, from it, but usually you do you do the first wave. Like most of these bases have uh, six waves, five or six waves, and you do the first one through stealth, mm-hmm. uh, and then they 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 raise an alarm, which makes sense, right? Like yes, you didn't get seen, but there are all these bodies webbed up. Like that's probably Spider Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can probably be alarmed at this point. Um, they raise an alarm, and then it becomes more con- traditional combat challenge. Usually, you can actually leave during a lot of those and reset and make those stealth again. Mm. Um, but it goes much slower if you do that. So it's good. It's not the best. I end up like really enjoying it, but it's not a stealth game. I think it's one of the better like splashes of stealth that a game that doesn't have a focus on stealth does. Yeah. More, more often yeah. Uh, I like games that let me stealth through a section and then shit goes bad. And I have, uh, I have a lot of tools at my disposal to take care of the situation in a non-stealthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, MGS five was really good for this. Like I could go into a base yep. and then if something popped off, then I was just like, okay, well let's do it. Let's, I'm not going to reset this. Like I would a uh, dishonored game or something that I'm trying to hundred percent stealth through. 
so yeah, I, and those base missions that you're talking about with the one with the waves uh, are, I think that's one of the failings of the game, to be honest with you, because if you're mm. doing those and you're, and, it, and they're optional. So I mean, I, I guess it can't really be a failing, but uh, that's one of the few times that like, I think the game fails you at checkpointing because it is really frustrating. If you get to that wave six, you've been kind of perfectly going through all of these combos for five or six waves. You get just a bad combination of people and then you have to start all the way from the beginning again. And the game is really yeah. good about making yeah, that, that... all of these, uh, like as Spider-Man is going through those waves, he's constantly throwing out quips and stuff. And those don't repeat from base to base, but they will repeat if you do that base over again. So all of a sudden, not only are you having to like lose maybe 10 minutes of progress, you're also hearing Spider-Man say the same shit again, which is always frustrating in a video game. That was some of the most unenjoyable times. It only happened once or twice, luckily, because I mean, the once I got the hang of the combat, I got the hang of it and it wasn't really too bad. But man, you can get into a situation where, oh, a bazooka guy hit me and I flipped over here and then I tried to get over there, but then I got a shot and then, oh, fuck, there was a bomb that I couldn't get to in time and now I'm now I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, there's a, the checkpointing is a bummer. And the other thing, as much as like I enjoyed, like I ended up enjoying, I close to 100% of this, which I never do. I did all of the optional map markers uh, in the game. I never do that. I did that in this game and I enjoyed them all. I will say, in addition to your point, that the bases do get repetitive. Yes, absolutely. You know, like mm-hmm. there are there are too many of them. They lean on that a little bit too far. Um, six waves is too many. Yep. You know, for them, like I think I would have chose one or the other. Like either have this many and make them three waves. You know, if I'm going to be going around clearing this map and stuff like that, uh, as opposed to to six, like it does get repetitive. So I, I would agree with that. I don't think like I had fun with all of them, but if there had been five more it would have been too much yep you know i agree uh so it's yeah the sensitivities are going to vary so for the most part that's probably out of the three pillars the weakest one but i think it's still kind of a a monument to the game that it's it's still pretty strong like oh yeah i still had a lot of fun with the stealth i still had a lot of fun with like infiltration stuff there's another half of uh this as far as stealth goes though that we should talk about because it's one of the main things i've seen people complain about online which are when you're controlling other characters Oh yeah, um, I have seen people complain spoiler, about right? this. I um, I I and I think that these sections are great. Like I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, with I don't. These. I, I don't get it at all. Like the every once in a while, you take a take control over somebody who's not Spider Man. You go through these stealth sections. I hate like stealth sections that are instant fail if you get seen. So I get that complaint. These and again, I'm not trying to like show off my electronic penis. Like these are so easy. The they they each one tells you exactly what to do at every step you have to do it. Like they're kind of just interactive cutscenes, mm-hmm. really and they're um, i don't understand AI having is, a hard time with them. the ai is dumb like by the point where you're getting uh lures and everything so that you can like you know you you can literally be standing in front of somebody throw the lure and the guy will like watch it pass over his head and turn around and go after it and not go yeah. po- towards the point where you threw it from <laughs> like he, the he ai is a stupid USB with a spider-man symbol on and he's like oh huh, must have been nothing <laughs> like <laughs> Uh, but i don't i don't really want those to be hard like i don't want those to be difficult at all i just wanted to like enjoy that i like the change of pace really and there's one section where you as the the kind of weaker character um are working with spider-man and basically working your way through a level and having spider-man take down enemies for you from a you know from 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 his stealth safety which is one of like the most it was it was felt so great like it almost felt like me and spider-man were buds and having a good time together well and how that comports with the story at that point. Yeah. So that, that person, like, you know, is, is 
that person had been a conflict of like Spider-Man uh, patronizing that person. It's like, are we supposed to be partners or not? And then all of a sudden, in both a narrative way and in a gameplay way, you are. Yeah, um, you know, it's really, it's really, really. And the one that actually comes after that, which we'll talk about in the spoiler section, I think is also really strong. Uh, where you're exploring the house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the, the penthouse. I think that one's really cool as well. Um, so some of them are really good, but for the most part, they are changes of pace. They are interactive cutscenes. I feel like more than sequences, and I just didn't think that they were hard. Yeah, and they're like, I short. These I don't. I, don't, I never, super short. I never felt like any of them were out there welcome. Like by the time I was yeah. done with it, the game was also done with it, and I was back to playing Spider Man. Um, yeah. And uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the side stuff too, since you brought up close to 100% in the game. Uh, I really. And I'm sure other games have done this and I just don't know about it. But uh, as you progress through the story, different side activities unlock for you to do. So it's real possible to uh, like I'm starting the game. I can go get all of the backpacks and all of the landmarks like immediately. I can go find these items that mm-hmm. are clearly marked on the map. If I want to go get them, I can select them, have a waypoint on my screen and just you just have a good time flying around the city doing it. Um, I can stop crimes on my, on my way there. But then you get to a certain part of the story and other stuff to do unlocks in the world. So like yeah. new stuff is showing up and it interacts and it intersects with the story in really, really satisfying ways. So it makes sense for this stuff to be here and not where it was before. So Yeah, yeah. It, it, <clears throat> or, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, I was just going to say like at the beginning of the game, like, you know, Kingpin has five or six operations around the city that you have to go shut down. And then once you shut them down, like there's a little cutscene, you get some some dialogue. J. Jonah Jameson has something to say about it. and then. You know, a little bit later in the game, there's a different sort of base that opens up based on the main protagonist that all mm-hmm. of a sudden you have to deal with those guys, which have different goals and different, you know, different vocal, uh, or excuse me, different vocal lines and all this other different stuff to do. Different power sets, too. Different power they're, sets. They're different sets of guys. So yeah. You have to approach the bases differently. I just think that's a really um. smart thing to do because uh, I have, I go in between open world games of wanting to do 100% of everything and then sometimes just wanting to mainline the story. This felt like a real mm-hmm. good combination of I can go do all of this stuff but I'm not going to burn myself out on the game because I actually have to go play the story to unlock more stuff to do on the side. So it, really, it felt really smart to me. Yeah, it's um, it contributes tremendously to the pace of play and the rhythm of play in two different ways. So like, one, um, the fact that you're prevented from 100%ing from the beginning, that you have to go do some story stuff, and then it, you get new side stuff to do, and then you have to do some story stuff, you get new side stuff. There's kind of this like macro view of the the rhythm. So like, you're going on again, off again, automatically, uh, in terms of, of that rhythm of play. Um, it also, they just work really, really well for, uh, in, in like a smaller, so in, in inside act one, where you only have some of the things available, it just feels right and good to like stop a crime in between missions. <laughs> it really does. You know, it, it fits into Peter Parker's character of always being late yeah. to everything and to always be having to put your nose. Like I, I have to prevent this from happening. I'm a hero. I have to stop this. And, and looking at the, um, like the main story missions, like just on a walkthrough to remind me of them, a bunch of these are involve his life. And it's like, go talk to somebody. That's the mission. Like there's not really gameplay content there. So it breaks those things up really well. Like if, if one of the, uh, story missions is you have a fight with Mary Jane and the next one is, you make up um, in between there. If you stop two crimes, go collect four backpacks, you know, and take out a base that creates a really good little like variety of play and rhythm mm-hmm. to it. The one thing I don't like about it is as the world state, as the game continues, the world state gets more hostile. If you waited to get all the backpacks until the last act there, it's monumentally harder to do so. And that would suck. Yeah. Like I can't imagine doing it in the end. Like if you're just like, I just round up everything at the end. Once the whole world is complete, like, doing that under sniper fire and with just like 
know, seemingly everyone in New York City trying to kill you. Um, <laughs> Although I will say, like at that point, um, like if you just finish the game at that point, you, you get put it back into the world, and it, you know that that's and it's, it's peaceful, and it's peaceful, and you can. Yeah. There's still those crimes happening because, like, if you want to 100% the game, you can go do that. Uh, talk about too many crimes, though, Gary, because I had when I finished uh, when I finished the game, and I was doing a lot of side stuff. Uh, I counted up how many extra things I had to go do, whether they were to stop a crime or to kill a base, and it was something at like 61. And I was at, mm. I was at like ninety five percent of the at the at the, at the at percent of my save file at that point, and there was still like, and it didn't, it doesn't take long. It was literally just flying around the city. Oh, here's five or six dudes to beat up. Oh, here's a base to clear out, or here's a challenge thing to do, or whatever it is. And it was fun. Like I had a good time playing the game, but uh, I, I feel like the side stuff, specifically the crimes, like you don't open up the third type of crime until the third act, which makes sense. But by then, they open up probably 40 of those across the city at once. And I'm like, whoa, Jesus Christ, y'all. <laughs> Calm the fuck yeah. down. Like, there's just a lot of it to do. And it's not it's not bad, and it's fun to beat those dudes up. But it's also pretty samey by the time you've done maybe 15 of those. There's there's a wider variety than maybe you think. But there's it's you could almost not have a wide enough variety. Mm-hmm. And still have it be in a game to never get repetitive. Like, it is supposed to be stretched out over, over the course of the game. That's something else I also I think went a little bit far. Like, I didn't do all the crimes. Like, I, I 100%ed it other than doing all the crimes. I didn't do secret photo things. I didn't do the secret photo. Uh, and I, did, yeah. I didn't do all of the pipe dream sequences. Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, so, yeah, so there, there, there's things that, but, you know, to praise, like, something that's a little bit off topic of that with the, uh, the side stuff is that, like, so everyone I know, and this is, I'm not a, you know, this is not a brag thing, but, like, most people I know, just the way I'm out of step with my peers, is I don't care about photo modes mm-hmm. in games. I never want to take a picture in a game. It's not fun to me. Um, everyone's posting their Spider-Man selfies and I, I'm just like, okay, you know? Um, but so one of the, one of the collectibles in this is go take pictures of landmarks. I was like, okay, this is going to be a chore because I don't really like doing this. Uh, and the first couple ones I dismounted from my web, like stood in front of the museum, you know, Metropolitan Museum of Art, got out my camera and took a picture like a tourist. And then I realized <laughs> you can take pictures while swinging. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> so, so doing them became doing as many of them as I could on a line without stopping. <laughs> And they were terrible pictures. They're nothing I'd ever put on Twitter. <laughs> but but it like was super, super fun to do. It created this other kind of challenge to like not lose momentum while still getting a decent enough shot to satisfy the achievement. Even if they were aesthetically garbage, like they're terrible pictures. That's, you know? that's interesting because uh, I was talking about the, the finishers in combat earlier and how I kind of got, you mm-hmm. know, there's four or five of them. But I had my own little metagame of uh, trying to pause the game at exactly the right pot, spot to get like a cool ass action shot during a finisher. Mm-hmm. So you could, you know, do in like a flip kick or like that, you know, I'm going to web two lines to the ground and use it to pull me and kick you at the same time. Like trying to pause the game and get that perfect Photoshop. I, I probably took conservatively at least 75 pictures while playing this game probably over 100 if i had to guess because i'm the exact opposite i fucking love photo modes so most people i know do like my my twitter timeline when this game before i got a chance to play it i was seeing you know my my timeline was like 30 percent spider-man selfies (laughs) the um, so like it's a i I definitely get that there's something you know most people like it more than i do Mm -hmm. you know which which is which is fine the uh it just i was glad that to do to get those bonuses, to get those tokens and stuff, which I wanted to upgrade other parts of the game, it turned out to be a part of the game I liked. Like, I was able to find a way to make it fun for me, you know? So so let's talk about that, because completing these crimes, uh, completing these side ob- objectives, uh, will give you various different types of tokens. Uh, you use those tokens to build new suits as they become available. You use those tokens to build new gadgets or build new um, suit upgrades and things like that. Mm-hmm. Each, uh, I think, 
all of this system is incredibly satisfying. Uh, my my one frustration with it is, and I didn't realize that until it was happening, like I had done everything and used up all of my coins and was like looking for more coins because I had suits that I wanted to build that I wanted the powers for, but I actually had to go and play story mode to unlock more stuff so I could mm. get more coins. Um, each one of those side activities generally has optional ob- objectives so you can get, you know, instead of just getting one coin, you get three or or whatever it is. Uh, and I, th- I thought by the end of the game, those were a lot of fun to do. So, you know, you might jump into combat and you know you, you're going to just approach it the same way you always do well if you want that extra coin you have to you know hit people 20 times in midair or you have to right. use or web throw five enemies or web throw five objects at five enemies or, or what have you that was a lot of fun and forcing me to mix up my combat style i thought that all that stuff was great i thought that was fun yeah, yeah. those are good too because they were they were the right level of like fun to do and optional uh you know so if you didn't do them or if you didn't feel like doing them or couldn't like if an encounter was too tough to beat it within that bounding box it wasn't really a problem you know um so it's the uh i I like those a lot too you know just the point let's talk about um let's talk about costumes sure uh, at least just real briefly because like i think that's really clever and i think that the 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 thing that they do that is such an easy thing to do that i think a lesser game wouldn't wouldn't is untying your ultimate move from your aesthetics like the fact that when you unlock a costume, you get that ultimate move. So if you want to make that your your ultimate move, and those are just moves that have like a long cooldown, um, but you don't have to wear that costume to use it, is great. Absolutely, yeah. Having to be, be like being that, able to mix and match that stuff is so fucking key to being able to have fun just, with yeah, this game. You get to just look at the Spider Man you want to look at, you know. And there's a there's a healthy variety of Spider Man. There's like 18 different costumes or something like that. Shit, like 25, um, I think. It's, there's more than 25. That. Yeah. yeah. Tons of costumes. If you had one that you liked, you could stick with it, and you still were incentivized to unlock new ones to get new powers if the powers looked good. Oh, I just looked it up. There's 27. So <laughs> 27, pretty intense. That's um. I uh, I'll be honest with you though. Uh, out of the 27 suits, uh, a lot of them are are like armored suits, and I've never been a real big fan of Spider-Man swinging around with like a bunch of armor around him. Uh, like the most I get into that is with um Infinity War two. Not Infinity War Two, excuse me, Avengers: Infinity War, the recent movie where uh, the Iron Spider, yeah, Spider makes that Iron Man suit basically, and I, I like that a lot. But a lot of the suits in here kind of feel flat for me. Uh, but the ones that work work for me really fucking well. Um, Same too, actually. Like I don't. There's lots of them I didn't like, but I know that just from talking to people, like the ones that you like are going to be very different. Yeah, yeah. This you know? seems so. Like I wish there were more. To be that's and that's always the thing in this game. It's like I, more suits, please. <laughs> so. Yeah, so like I know like some uh my on my my on the slack uh, our friend um loves like the stealth or not stealth a noir Spider-Man noir costume. Yeah. Which like, I think as far as Spider-Man costumes looks pretty cool, but it wasn't the one I chose. I felt like, you know? so, uh, like that was so out of place of the environment that I didn't get into it, which is going to call me a hypocrite now because <laughs> I used the the cell shaded suit as soon as I got it. I me used too. it 95% of the time, which does not fit into the environment at all. But I could it not it, like, use cool it. like Cool World 2. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like Cool World 2, Spider-Man has been summoned into the real world <laughs> to save the city. <laughs> Um, it just looked so fluid and awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to, to to have them in that cell shade. But before that, I just did classic one, like the one on the cover, the one that they made for this game with the white spider on the co- on the chest. I didn't like. I just like was like, I just want to be classic Spider Man. I'll be honest but with you. The, wanna... uh, the the advanced suit I didn't like when I was watching trailers and things, but uh, I used it a few times during the story stuff, and I actually kind of grew to like it over the course of the game. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm exactly I did exactly like what you did though. As soon as I could get the classic suit, that's what I went for. Yeah. I just I just like that, and then I went to the the cell shaded one. Mm-hmm. But the being able to fuck around with the different powers was really good. And at first, I thought like, why would anyone ever switch off the power that just webs everybody up in the room? 
you know, like you, you, I was like, this is the best thing that the, the game will do. Like I can go into certain encounters on roofs and kill everyone in one hit. You know, I just web everybody up. They all go onto walls and that's it. You know, why would you ever switch? And then I started experimenting with them and all of the different like ultimate powers you have support different play styles. So like it, the one that you talked about where you did the thing where, um, uh, finishers increased your gadget count, mm-hmm. you know? So like if you're using a lot of finishers and you're using a lot of gadgets, like that one's great. Um, if you use one where, uh, you, whether there's like one that, uh, you know, where you just like take less damage, yep. like there's one that's like that you take less damage, the higher combo you're thinking, like there's all different kind of, depending on how you're playing, uh, what they do. And they, they're all just ended up being like pretty useful. Like they said, none of them seemed useless to me. Yeah. I think, um, I think that was really, you too. could, you could totally get into, like, I think you could use every single one of them. Uh, there's one that you get towards the end of the game, uh, which I find hilarious, which is just like a quip power. Uh, yeah, where, yeah. Where you can, you literally just, it fills up pretty fast, but you literally just taunt everybody on the screen. It's really fucking great. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't do anything. No, it's no. just, it's like a challenge mode thing and it's just for fun. The, um, I ended up, since I did a lot of crowd control stuff, like since that was, you know, my, my way that I fought is I did the one that gives you the little robot buddy, um, which was super useful. Yeah, that one's good. That one's really good. Yeah. Um, um but I just, I just really like, and you get them in a really good clip too. Like you get them through tokens, but you also get them unlocked through story stuff. Yeah. And with with the right frequency, you get a new Spider-Man to check out. Sure. So. Um, we, we've also talked a little bit about the gadgets. I don't think there's much we really need to cover there. Uh, like it's they're they're fun little power ups. Uh, I managed to beat the game without even building two of them, so I feel kind of bad mm-hmm. about that. Like I might go back, I might not. I don't know. Depends on what the DLC is going to look like. Uh, but uh, just to call a couple of the suits that I like out, Scarlet suit is was one of my favorites. Um, Mm-hmm. I like the idea of the punk suit and I really like the idea that you summon a guitar with the punk suit's power, but I found it just a little too weird to use. Um, but other than mm-hmm. that, it was mostly uh, the uh, scarlet suit and then the, just the basic suit. I do want to call out uh, the, <laughs> did you get the spirit ghost rider suit? Yeah. The ghost rider yeah. suit, uh, the, the share zone. <laughs> I have some uh, really, <laughs> some really great screenshots of, because I got accidentally like went into a story mission with it and I've got some really great screenshots of like <laughs> MJ and miles, like saving me from a burning, whatever. <laughs> and it's just flaming skull. And they're just look so worried about me. They look so concerned. <laughs> oh, this demon fell into a burning building. That's really yeah. great. Uh, so all of that stuff, like I, I, all of them, I wish there were more, uh, and apparently they're going to introduce more with the DLC. They've got three DLCs coming out, so I'll be interested to see what they do with that. But uh, at this point, like w- when DLC comes out like this, like I'm not going to go play through the game again with that with that power with over that suit. So I don't. I no, don't no, no. I'll yeah. just yeah, I'll check it out once. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to the DLC just because I want to play the more Spider Man. But the uh, the um, so as far as like other stuff, I guess like the other bit that just as far as general things we haven't talked about is uh are those like pipe dream segments like those segments that try to break things up other than the stealth things oh yeah um, which i think are a mixed like kind of a mixed bag and like i got sick of doing them me too you know they're fine mm-hmm. like pipe dream is fun um there's two of them there's pipe dream and there's one that does uh wavelength things that's just very very easy like none of those i thought were challenging yeah um but the pipe dream ones like it's cool i appreciate what they're doing because they were trying to like peter peter barker is smart like he is, he's a science hero. He doesn't get credit for it the same way like Iron Man does or Reed Richards does, but he is, you know, he's, he's a, he's a smart scientist character. They wanted him to solve some problems without punching. Um, I think this is kind of underdeveloped and I wish they had done a bit more with it. There's a, there's a story part at, towards the end of the game that, uh, worked in, worked this 
pipe dream, like, you know, mini game into the story in a way that I felt was really satisfying up to then. I didn't really care about it too much. Um, I, I did them because they were pretty easy to do. And every time I would go back to, um, you know, the laboratory or whatever, it was like, Oh yeah, let me go ahead and just knock out a few more of these. Uh, but I was by the end of them, I was like, Oh, I'll just, I just, I only have two left. I'm just going to make, I'm just going to make myself do them. Uh, definitely wasn't excited to play them anymore. Um, Opposite of that, the research stations that are around the city, I thought were actually mm. really fun uh, and uh, just a weird way. And, and what I, I think what I liked about it is the the kind of integration to the story. Again, for instance, there's one where you have to uh, you know, like depressurize a building or something. I don't remember mm-hmm. quite what the what the stakes are, but like a building is going to blow up. You have to go around like uh, releasing pressure from these valves and like try to figure out where it's coming from and use your your suit gadgets to be able to track it all down. And uh, you do it, and it's kind of totally different. Like, you're still moving around the world the same way. Like, you're going up to press X on something, but it's just totally different than what you've been doing before. And then once you finish it, you know, you save the day, you get your research tokens, you're swinging around a little bit, and then J. Jonah Jameson comes on, and it's like it just starts yelling about Spider-Man, like, using city property that only trained utility employees should be using and not mm-hmm. spider-man and it just really cracked me up that he like responded to what i was doing in the city that shit is he, gold he does, that the, he does that it does it the whole game oh i know it's so good uh, <laughs> what they do with J. Jonah jameson in this so like i like the research station too just like real quick i think it, it feels like they took a thing they were like take somebody with spider-man's abilities what are everything he could do yeah what, or what what's everything he could do like other than fight and uh you know not all of them were super successful you know but like i think most of those were really good um, J. Jonah Jameson, I wonder if that's what, ha- if that follows the comics, because it's been a long time since I checked in on Spidey, but like taking J. Jonah Jameson and having the world treat him like he always has been, you know, it's always, it's always weird that the public was just like, Hey, this hero who we've seen save lives, the newspaper says he's awful. He must be awful. You know, having the public treat him like a conspiracy theorist, like turning him into an Alex Jones style podcaster is genius. Like that's, that's perfect. You know, he's a QAnon guy. Like. You know, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's Pizzagate. Yes. Like, except it's just everything, everything Spider-Man. And they're genuinely, like, to your point, like, laugh out loud funny sometimes. Usually when it sounds like he's making a reasonable point about something and then manages to contort his logic to make it about (laughs) Spider-Man at, like, the last minute. You know, like, he's just, like, going towards something that's, like, actually a good, you know, concern for the city. Because he's not, he knows that, like, the city is being attacked by an actual gang. And he'll talk shit about them and then just flip it around to being about Spider-Man in this, like insane way that is, is is funny and fun to listen to there's a uh, undercurrent of uh, spider-man is causing these problems to distract the police from their job so that he can go commit yeah. crimes which i think is very funny and there's one um there's one oh, i don't know if i want to say this because there, there's one that's based around uh rhinos that are that is just it fucking floored me and i just cracked up more so than any other one uh there's also one where he admits to having phone sex with his wife on on, on the mic and is like not that i do that i mean i'm just saying somebody does that (laughs) which is in reference to spider-man like repairing cell phone networks and he thinks that he's listening into his conversations just fucking just across the board great and yeah beautiful treatment like i'm really glad they separated him from the bugle because obviously they put mary jane and the bugle as being kind of the investigative force in the game i think that works way better than if we had to have any kind of conflict with mary jane and what she was doing in the game so yeah i agree like that that's that is like an incredibly fun like flavor thing did you do all the taskmaster stuff all the challenge stuff i did i uh those are those are a mixed bag to you that's not those aren't great i i don't i didn't hate them as much as some people did for sure like the ones i didn't like i thought you know because i didn't care about gold starring them exactly like if you're happy getting a bronze i hadn't i did all of them on the first try and had no problem 
I just didn't get good scores on them. And that was fine for me. Yeah. Um, um I had a, a friend, uh, tell me that that was where the, the kind of the seams of the, the movement will kind of break down for you. Like a lot of those, I just specifically the drones and things. I just, uh, I just didn't know. Like I just, I felt like I could not go fast enough to not the drones, the uh, the disarming the bombs. That was the, the one. bombs. Yeah, I just felt like yeah. I could not get there fast enough, and like got a hundred points from gold, and felt like I, I, I don't know, I don't know how to do this any better than I just did it. I felt yeah. like that was a hundred percent perfect, and I still didn't make it. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that one either. Like if I, if I was trying to like get a pluses on those i wouldn't have liked them exactly and uh, yeah, and just, luckily like if you're trying to go for 100 percent of the trophies which i think where a lot of people's heads are at nowadays uh you don't you don't need to gold all of those like you just need to you need to gold one of them but really if you as long as you're building suits like you don't really need those challenge tokens that they give you so yeah and it's worth it i think that boss fight's really good yeah the boss the taskmaster um, fight was really fun just because he so very well mirrors all of your stuff in a very taskmastery kind of way Boy, I, f- yeah. I totally forgot that that dude existed, by the way, until he showed up. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this dude from the 90s where he would watch people fight and then fight them. <laughs> yeah, so fucking- he's, he's, he's a historical reenactor as a, <laughs> yeah. as a super villain. Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was super um, like I remember I read about him in those um, those official handbooks of the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. things and always thought it was a cool idea. Uh, I never read a comic with him in the 90s. And then. In the mid two thousands, uh, when they did the um, the initiative, when like every state was training their own Avengers team. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they brought him on as a teacher, and I thought that was a really good like. Yeah, you know, I don't know why he he was uh, doing good, but like, oh, he would be a good teacher. You know, today today we're gonna learn to shoot like the Punisher. Like today we're gonna learn to, you know, like fight like Spider Man. Today we're gonna learn this. You know. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a cool take on the character, but I don't know very much about him. Just to keep it on brand with the podcast, I'm sure Xavier just like my controlled him into doing it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a like, good guy now. Savior, why don't you do this with any villain? Shut up, Gene. <laughs> Listen, Skullface. Um, he, he like taught him that too. He was like a teacher who showed up with that mask. Of course, and sure. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just like, it's oh, awesome. Okay, Taskmaster. Um, what, what a funny name, dude. Like, and the, the game makes fun of it. Like, Spider Man's like, isn't that on the nose? Like, mm-hmm. you're calling me this because you're giving me tasks. Um, like, that's you know, I don't call myself you know Swing Boy. Or, like, he, he makes fun of him for it in a fun way. Uh, I'm trying um, to think if there's anything else before a spoiler break that I'd want to talk about. I feel like I'm good on most stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we, we did a, a good job of it. Like it's not, you know, the, the game has been wildly successful. Most people have really liked it as far as kind of general criticisms I've seen when people don't like the game, they don't like it because it is not like it is a big open world game in the way that we get a lot of those. This is to my mind, the thing that makes this special is that every individual element of it is better than most of those that it, it is like the er like it is like it is like this is probably like unless you count witcher 3 which i don't because that's open world only kind of a name like that's a much different kind of game this is probably my favorite like traditional map marker open world game i think this is better than every far cry i think this is better than every you know assassin's creed like i think this is better than every gta like i, th- I think this is the best one of those uh, because every individual element of it, while not being perfect, like the combat is not good in the same way that like Dark Souls is good. The story is not good in the same way like, you know, this story is actually really, really good, but it's it's a pulp story. It's not about real people dealing with serious issues in the way that like Gone Home is or, or The Last of Us is or something like that. For what it is, every element is so 
close to being as good as it can that it elevates the entire product, I think, above, you know, again, just like Far Cry 6, this time we're in Russia, you know? I was I was thinking about this because um, I've played a lot of open world games and I've kind of got in 2018 I was kind of done with them like I I bought Horizon uh, and was like Ugh, this just seems exhausting like I I got a little bit into Assassin's Creed I don't remember which one it is there's there's whichever Egypt. one yeah the, whichever one was the Egypt one uh, but I got into that and I was just like Ugh, this is just this is too much like I, this just feels like work at this point like I'm not necessarily having a great time with the game uh, so I was trying to think of like my favorite open world game up to this point before spider-man and it was be something like saints row 4 and it always just like we talked about comes down to the traversal like allowing me to move this quickly through a world in such a fun and satisfying way like if all of the other components really weren't as good as they are it would still feel like it was a better game than a lot of those other games that had come in the past Mm-hmm. I was telling a, a friend of mine, like I, this, this may have killed me for open world games <laughs> that aren't Spider-Man. Like I might, as soon as I play, you know, I don't, I don't have a huge interest in Red Dead Redemption too. But if I, you know, I, a bunch of people are going to be playing that, and I'm like, oh yeah, I might, you know, let's go ride around on horses with my friends and shoot stuff. Uh, that sounds fun. If the if I play that and the traversal isn't like super good or there's not a bunch of stuff like, that keep me going, I I don't know. Like I'll just return it or or what have you, or send it back to Gamefly. Uh, this is so much fun, and then all of the side pieces. Are, are so much fun the combat's good the stealth is good the story which we're going to get talking about in detail in a minute is unreasonably good like i feel like even though yeah. it's a straight up pulp comic book story they just fucking nail it on the emotional on the emotional front and i i just i just want more the fact that they've already it's got great. dlc planned is, is great like i'm so super excited about that well and and i'm i'm really glad it was as, as successful as it was because i'm looking forward to a sequel like i'll play these as long as they come out oh absolutely you know if the yeah. same people are involved because that, that emotional, like, I mean, this kind of transitions into the story so we can, we can put the break in there. But just the fact that it's not so much that they, you know, they definitely nailed it and it was really good and affecting to me. Um, it's that I had no expectations for that. Like it would have been good without it too. Exactly. You know, I, yeah. not, you know, I, I don't expect this, this game to have a good story and it did. Like within the bounding box of a comic, it's a comic book ass story, but like it's probably a better, probably better executed than any of the Spider-Man movies, you know, um, like, or at least on par with with any of the Spider-Man movies, right? So like as far as Spider-Man in an adapted medium non other than comics, the story is as good as they've been. So if you're in into that in general, if you like Spider-Man stories, um I think that this is a great example of it. 100%. So. 100% behind you on that one. Yeah. Especially the amazing Spider-Man movies because those are fucking terrible. Yeah. Which I still haven't seen. Good, and good I for will you. Force you to <laughs> the uh, the <laughs> getting the dirt. Um let's uh, let's put it in that uh, that spoiler break. Cool. We're going to talk in detail about some Spider-Man, Marvel's Spider-Man's plot details. Uh, so if you have not finished the game and watched the two post-credit sequences, that's right, we have two post-credit sequences because we live in a post-MCU world now. Uh, if you haven't watched any of that stuff uh, or go, go, go finish the game, go watch that stuff. Or if you don't care, then listen on. Uh, but just fair warning, uh, 
Gary, I think right off the bat, let, let's just let's just get the big one out of the bay out of the way. They fucking killed Aunt May. <laughs> Can you believe yeah. that? Yeah. And they did so uh, in they, such an incredible way. I know we're starting with the end, but I could I can't help myself. Yeah. Like I'm just so no, floored no, it, by this. It's good because like when I talked about how I'm glad that this takes place a little bit later, you know, in the Spider Man thing, it's not just his origins and stuff. This is a good knock on effect of that. Like they couldn't do that if they were like, Okay, let's start from the beginning. Let's just have classic Peter Parker and Aunt May and, and do the great with great power, great responsibility thing again, which they never say in the game, uh, which I love. Um, you know, if they just were starting from the top, they couldn't they couldn't do this. But it shows that when they do a sequel, you know, again it happens at the end, uh, that they are going to be actually kind of charting out and like going out and moving into new new territory. You know? Um and the way they kill her, again, like to your point, is very good. Like it's it's literally, you know, Peter Parker having to be to be the good guy again he's embodying that great power thing where it's like he has the power to save a lot of people's lives or this person who he cares about and he, he knows what she would care what she would do and she knows he knows what she would want and he makes like the right decision and yeah. the and the moment of at the end where um he's he's talking to her and he's still pretending to be spider-man like he has he's in his spider-man outfit and she just straight up asked him like take off the the mask i want to see my nephew that yeah the way because uh up up until that point in the game you kind of think, just like I've always thought when reading, when reading Spider-Man comics, like, how do these people not know? <laughs> like, this, these guys yeah, just yeah. has to know. Um, but to have that confirmed and to be, you know, and to him for him to say, I didn't want you to worry. And she said, I worried all the time. You know, all of that stuff is just extremely emotional because she's been such a fucking rock. Like, earlier in the game, she gives you, like, a hundred bucks to pay your rent. Like, it's it's she's been such an emotional and, like, just an like a physical presence in Peter's life that the, they portrayed through the game, which is fucking crazy because it's Aunt May and Peter Parker. Like, I, yeah. I mean, like it's the it's the classic story. Like, and they and they do such a wonderful job with those with that character with both of those characters. That I felt like genuine emotion when she passed away. I like I could not fucking believe it. Well, it, it feels like it feels like they they're they're doing something against the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, like it feels like oh, you couldn't do that. Yeah. You know, uh, and and it would have also it would have been a dramatic arc if she was barely saved because there were still stakes. Like she was sick, you know, this, this is getting ahead, but there, there's a virus. A lot of people have, uh, the end game is about you getting this cure. She's been very sick, her almost dying. And then you getting the cure at the last minute is an arc, Yep. you know, like that, that's something that could happen. Like, Oh, there's the suspense. Maybe they're not going to make it. Oh, she, you know, he made it, but it, instead, you know, he makes it at cost, uh, which is really good. Um, that, that twist is really excellent. The big, the big twist, the third act twist, um, you know, not not to move us away if, if you've got more. Amp no, no, no. I just say, I just I, wanted to get I, it out of the way because that was that's that's the big thing that happens at the end, and I just like holy shit! Like I yeah. was so yeah. It it's real, it's real good. The, the Aunt May twist. So like, if you know if you know the comics during this entire game during the first two acts, you are fighting a character named Mister Negative, and you're working for Otto Octavius. And people who know the comics know that Doctor Octopus is a major supervillain. And because I didn't know anything about the game, um, I was like, oh, they're setting him up for the sequel. You know, like this makes tons of sense. I'm going to see at the end of this, he's going to make some kind of sacrifice, turn into Dr. Octopus, and then it's going to be like continued in 2020 with Spider-Man 2 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, two thirds of the way through the game, they pull the rug out and he essentially like breaks bad. And this, this character that you'd put away, this character you fought for the first two acts kind of teams up with them. Um, he become kind of fades into the background as kind of a minor character. And this character who I think they did like an excellent job, like, personifying and making you really like and care about and believe the relationship of like 
it's really a character named Dr. Octopus, which is silly as fuck. Um, <laughs> I mean, Otto Octavius isn't and, any better, but I mean, come on. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fucking silly as hell. You know, it, it, it is, you never think this character that his whole thing is he has big mechanical arms would have kind of an emotional core to him, but they make him just very sympathetic. And I really believed their relationship. Absolutely. You know? And you, you, yeah. And that, that, and then to have that, when that turns around, he becomes a villain, all of the stuff between them, this kind of like mentor mentee relationship. And this thing that's not just like, Hey, this person's trying to hurt people and doing evil, but it's such a betrayal. And both of them kind of acknowledging it, um, in, in the dialogue during this, like last, like this fight, this encounter I thought was excellent. Oh yeah. Like, just really, really good. The, 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 the acting is great is part of it, but also it just, it was very believable. Like I believed these two, you know, these two people loved each other, you know, like this was, this was a thing, like this was a father and son, you know, Peter Parker goes around collecting surrogate fathers. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a father and son relationship and this like amazing betrayal between them. I just like emotional payoff, like just really, really worked for me. Yeah. You know? Peter's anguished. Uh, I worshiped you like on the side of yeah. the building as, as Otto has been stood slowly, but surely like beating him down is like, that's, that's some serious fucking <laughs> pathos, yeah. man. Like it's good. Uh, and the yeah. way that that relationship is built throughout the game, like when you, the, the, there's a moment in the very beginning of the game where you walk in and you meet Otto for the first time. And the way that the shot is set up is specifically to fuck up people who know Spider-Man. Like it looks like he's about to turn into Doc Ock right there. Like he's got, yeah. he's got the a harness on, like the arms are out, but then it, what ends up happening is it, like, you know, the, the shot moves just a little bit and you realize that not all of that stuff was connected and you know, this, something different happens. I was definitely it's waiting. Literally foreshadowing. Exactly. Like it, yeah. It, yeah. It, show, it shows his shadow as Dr. Octopus. And I was, I was then, waiting then, for yeah. that turn and I was, I was kind of like you, I was like, well, you know, I know they're doing all of this stuff with the negative man because I had seen the negative man ahead of time. And I was like, who the fuck is the negative man? I don't read Spider-Man anymore. <laughs> who are these people? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I was, I was kind of assuming that if we saw that transformation, it would happen much, much later. So for, you know, two thirds in the two thirds of the way, of the game, the main villain completely changes and you can actually watch his mental state deteriorate as you visit the lab over a course of time. There's audio logs, which is obviously like the most direct way. But if you explore the lab, you can start seeing him design uh, supervillain equipment. Like you can see like Scorpion's armor and stuff show up in the lab on, mm-hmm. the, on the wall and stuff. You start seeing boxes from AIM show up, which I thought was really yeah, a, yeah. A, a good a good note. Like, again, nothing that would be necessarily out of place. But just as if you if you read the comics, if you know just a little bit, you're like, well, something weird is happening here. Uh, yeah. And, and I mentioned Scorpion. One of the things that I was bummed out about about halfway into the game was that I was only ever fighting the negative man. And I was like, man, like Spider-Man has such a great rogues gallery of idiots. That would be really great one-off fights. The fact that they backload all of that, the entire fucking mm-hmm. sinister sticks into act three is incredible to me. That is, it was so great. It's really, it's really daring, like structurally, like it, it would make a lot of sense just to have that be, have it be like the introduction to dark souls, right? Like here are all your Lord souls and you're going to go fight them in order. You know, and it's like they're just about town and each act deals with a different member of the Sinister Six or something like that. Instead, by making like the end third act of this, like as much as I do think that the the fact that the world gets as hostile as it is, is kind of a mixed bag. It feels really high stakes because it's all at once, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's the whole point of the Sinister Six. Like in the comics, you know, Spider-Man can, can wipe the floor with everybody individually. It was them teaming up to say, hey, if we all fight at once, he can't do that. And like the cool twist is that a bunch of them are tandem boss fights. Yeah. How um, fun is that? That work, <laughs> that work way better than you'd ever think. 
Uh, like the um, the Electro Vulture one is awesome. But just you're, uh, you're, that was that's just so. I mean, you're just literally flying around. Like you never, you hardly. I don't think you hit the ground in that fight at all. No, no. That's just yeah. so fucking great for a boss fight design and having to manage the both of them and to watch out for both of them and to use their powers against each other. Rhino and Scorpion are like that. Like when you start, yeah. And I love the fact that as that starts happening, as you start using them against each other, they start bickering with one another. Like they start yeah. arguing to the point that they start. That's fighting. ultimately how you win that one. Exactly. You know, as you it's turn them against so, each it's other. So good. Good. Like that's classic fucking Spider-Man, man. Like I, I love that stuff. And from a design standpoint, that's real clever because you you fight each of them individually, you know. So you learn what their weaknesses. They both have kind of a gimmick, mm-hmm. and they have like certain verbs they can do against you that you have to dodge. And then they put them together, you know, in in like a uh, an Ornstein and Smo kind of way. Like wh- you know, what happens when I have to counter both of these at the same time? These verbs, yeah. like yeah, um, so, you know, just super super good. Um, and just like them them everyone escaping, like it just felt like. Again, it felt kind of against the rules. You know, it's the kind of thing that happens in the comics all the way, all the time. But just because of a video game, it felt like, oh, I'm at the end now. You know, what's going to happen is Mr. Negative is going to get out and make his big grand play, and I'm going to fight Mr. Negative. You know, like, that, that's that's what's going to happen. And instead, they do this thing that's much more maximal and kind of big, and they earn it. Like, it's it's difficult. It feels like there are stakes. You know, the city is turned against you. The city is, like, burning literally you know mm-hmm. it's it is a disaster for this world yeah while all of this um, is happening the uh the sable group has taken the militarized like police force employed by norman osborne has taken over the city so it, they are actively hunting for you so you were you were cruising around the city being shot at constantly that um actually served to kind of work for me because i would just hightail it from story mission to story mission and just maybe do like one or two crimes or, or whatever along the way like i didn't do any bases i saved all those for later uh, just because I just wanted to get through the story at that point. Like I felt like the game yeah. was just rushing me through it and I didn't want the city to be like that anymore. Like I just did not. So it actually worked out for me, for me that for that, the city to be that hostile because it, it fed into the story, but I can definitely see like, if yeah. you're there and you're like, Oh, well, I'm kind of, I want to take a break. Like that, that's a shitty place to be because <laughs> it's not fun to swing yeah. around at that point. They take that away from you. You, you kind of can't. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, you can't, you can't take a break. You can't slow down the pace then. You know, which is, which is again, if you if you really want to, that's a bummer. Um, the way I had played, I'd already done most of that side shit as well. You know, um, so like that. That as far as like the big the big twist stuff, I think that that's really excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, before also was before kind of we expecting... get away from the uh, the Sinister Six real quick, that's that's the scene mm-hmm. that uh, Sony literally put on an E three press service, yeah. and I can't. I know you have to advertise a game and I know you want to get people confident in your game or, or whatever, but like, that's such a fucking moment to just broadcast out onto yep. the internet. I I can't, I can't believe that nobody was talking about that pre-release like before Spider-Man. Like, I don't know how I avoided it. I really don't. Like, I don't, I just don't understand how. Yeah. Mar- marketing is garbage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a bummer. Um, the other big twist or the other thing that I thought was going to happen because I didn't know was I thought partway through, I thought this game was going to deal with, uh, Miles Morales getting his powers, and partway through, I was going to be Miles Morales. I did too. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I thought something was going to happen to Peter. Um, that doesn't happen. There's a post-credit sequence w- sequence where Miles Morales has his powers again, setting up that sequel where we'll probably either play as him or play as him at least half the time. Um, the uh, but I thought that was going to happen pretty intensely. That uh, the um, Miles Morales getting his powers finally. Um, that the way that plays out is, um, MJ, you know, stealing, sneaking her way into Norman's secret lab. And we see like what is very obvious the radioactive spider <laughs> the or- of the of the classic yeah. origin like fall into her clothes. So I was like, oh, they're not gonna they're not gonna make MJ a Spider Man, but like 
and then having that moment where you know she meets up with with Miles and somehow it falls out and then crawls into Miles' clothes and you're like, oh shit, of course, of course, of course. That felt really, really yep. good. And then for that that ending scene where he goes to Peter, who I don't necessarily think that he knew Peter was Spider Man at this point. Uh, I think he just went to Peter no, as a, he, yeah, as a mentor and as a, as a friend who has been helping him since Miles' dad dies in this and towards the middle of this game. And and for him to reveal that to Peter, especially in that weird, sweet, awkward moment where Peter's like, "Well, you know, changes can happen to your body. Things start yeah. growing." And he's you're, like, "No, no, 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 no." Bush, no. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the age where where teens develop bush. And I'd I'd, yeah. uh, I'd I'd love to see one of the DLC packs be sent around Miles, like learning how to use his power and kind of maybe depowering oh, yeah. you a little bit and trying to figure that stuff out. Like, would be really, really good. It would also, however they set it up, I, I really want Miles to have a very different power set. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think he does in the comics, which is makes it tricky, but I would love for him to be pretty different. I thought in the comics you know, like, he was more of like an organic like spider dude, like the the webs just came from his wrist or whatever. I think I think that's true too, but just nothing. It doesn't. I don't know if that would change how you play. Mm. You know, so I, I want I want him to play a little bit different, like not be totally different. You know, but like an Emily Corvo. At least style difference. Like you're still doing the same things, but you have different articulations on the same theme. Did you ever do any of the like Catwoman Robin DLC for for Batman? I did. Yeah, I did the uh, Catwoman stuff. Yeah, I didn't. I never yeah. felt that that was like significantly different for me to like no. put a lot of time into it. So I want to see it if it if if they do that, I would want to see more of a difference than that was. So same thing with the deal. Like one of the DLCs is confirmed to be Black Cat. Yeah, and like I don't want it just to be like Catwoman where she just whips her way around. Like she has fucking luck powers. Like do something weird with that. Like I'd love to see that articulated well mm-hmm. um so as far as like big moments you know go that's i think those worked pretty uniformly um and we're we're, we're good uh, the other weird twist is that they're doing um the harry as venom yeah this looks uh, as weird. opposed to yeah. green goblin jr which is weird um i did not expect that that's again it feels on it feels like oh you can't do that like it's going off comic mm-hmm. you know but in a way that I'm, um, I'm totally here for like uh you know removing the symbiote's origin as a you know weird space battle thing yeah yeah. Uh, they're not gonna do secret wars and making it and make it into like a a thing because throughout the game you think harry has been on vacation in europe or you find out later that he's obviously been extremely ill his entire life and norman shipped him to uh you think norman shipped him off you find out later that he has been just like in a test tube essentially in norman's suspension tank yeah yeah like Um, venom shit coming off him yeah that's that's really incredible. Like that that stuff is really good. The moment where you, or as you're sneaking into that, and you pick up the hobgoblin like mask and put it on as MJ, and like look around, and she's like, "This is so cool!" Like was a really fun. Like, yeah, yeah. Again, you, you you probably if you didn't read the comics, you probably knew something was up, but you didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, so that that's really cool, and just um, that moment when it's revealed that Harry is in that tank, like you know, this is a good articulation of Green Goblin too. Like he's, he's really unlikable. Like he's obviously a villain, you know, but his motivation, like him creating the negative man on accident, mm-hmm. you know, and him doing all this like crooked super science shit and pretty much everything he's doing in order to like save his family. Like he lost his wife. He can't lose his son, you know, is, is a good, like, it's a little bit cliched, but it's, it's better than, you know, Green Goblin as his origin, which is just like, I'm a, I'm a fuck. Yeah, you it's know? better than like, Willem what Dafoe's if a guy was Green a Goblin. <laughs> yeah, you know who also has a little bit of that like pathos, but not nearly as much. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they do that better in the movies with uh with with Harry. You know, um, but the uh, yeah, even that's a, like a, a pretty great moment. You know, and it ends up like Mister Negative is done really well. I didn't know anything about Mister Negative. Like that's about when I stopped reading modern comics. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but he's, he's really good. Like, again, it's just a revenge story, but like just the idea that he's so intrinsically close to, to Peter's life, like, you know, that he employs his aunt, that he is like an undeniable force for good in the city and that he's not wrong. Like he's going about it wrong, but Norman Osborn is extremely bad for the city. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And they do a good job with that with um, Otto as well. Right. Because Otto is really angry at Norman Osborn for, you know, stealing away his, his legacy or his, his future or whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's obviously he's going the wrong direction when he starts attacking the city and starts blowing up stuff and lets a bunch of supervillains out, but he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> like Norman is a shitbag, And the best part about it is that I think the game does a good job at hinting that Norman is a shitbag, but you don't, you don't really, it doesn't clock until the very end when you start learning about all of the secret stuff that he's been doing to try to save Harry's life. So yeah, he's a yeah. shitbag, but he's a shitbag with a heart of gold. Well, maybe not gold, but he's a shitbag trying to save his family. All of that just feeds into one another, like Otto and and Norman being the reason that negative the negative man exists in the first place. And Otto, yep. everything is again is in a web. Yeah. So it yeah. just that uh, you know, um, just work. All that stuff works really well for me. Again, none of it's mind blowing. Like I don't want to, you know, we're not talking about this. Like these are the, you know, the 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 twists uh, at the end of like Spec Ops. Like it's not that. It's just a really really well done, performed, and believable. That, you know, version of this thing. Wait, something happens at the that end is... of Spec Ops? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. The, um, <laughs> as far as like, uh, individual scenes and stuff that are, that are kind of fun that are, that are spoily, like, I really like the, um, the Halloween party. Yes, absolutely. And that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I, I wanted a little bit more of it, but I think it's really goofy, you know, and it cements this thing, you know, this, this place in the world where like people are dressing up as Spider Man villains. Like, these are, characters in this pop culture mm-hmm. you know even though i do think it's weird that very really roughly 80 percent of the women at this college dress up as a bee yeah yeah um, I, I thought that was everyone's a bee it's interesting because like the game is so well detailed and in some cases like you hardly ever hear like audio dialogue the same time twice uh but man this one halloween party like everybody went to the same yep. shop and that shop had five outfits it's yep. really weird this, this gigantic warehouse obese yeah uh, really strange nobody goes there because they think it's a warehouse of bees but it's actually just full of uh you know extras from the no rain music video i loved it uh i loved the rhino trying to pick a fight with you which is obviously like yeah. this, the, the styrofoam rhino guy trying to pick a fight with spider-man is really fun to me because that kind of yep. dumb shit happens at halloween parties if you happen to see someone that with the, some an outfit that's related to yours it's always I, I I've, I've never really enjoyed it but it's like oh hey yeah woo but yeah this dude actually getting kind of aggro I thought was pretty funny well and when that's when you know Mr. Negative starts that's when the mind controlled people yeah right after up, that and you actually had to fight happens. him yeah and there's like a really great little like uh chill out factor of like we're like not chill out factor but like when you fight guys who uh who are who are not villains or not criminals like spider all your moves change so you're gentler yeah like you punch them, but then you kind of just push them on the floor and web them to, them to the ground. And you only have to punch them like once, <laughs> once or twice, and they're down. Like it's never, it's never a hard combat situation like at all, which I find very, very nice. Yeah. Um, so we talked about it briefly, but the the in the non spoiler section, but this part where you're playing is uh, Mary Jane, and you're in the hostage situation in the in the train station. Yeah, yeah. And calling Spider Man in, like the first time that I was, I was like, yeah, take him down. And Spider Man came from the fucking rafters, and you can actually look up into the rafters and see him like webbed up there. Is fucking. I mean, it's just so good. Like it's just it 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 felt like I don't. It felt like something different than I had played it, it from anything else, and I was having so much fun with it. Yeah, it's, it's super cool just that that's the, you know, the, this game juggles a lot of different conflicts and that being the, 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 the climax and the, the resolution of that conflict, mm-hmm. you know, and both, um, me, both parties are kind of culpable. Like 
She's saying, hey, you know, you only trust me if I'm at home with my laptop. He's saying, hey, this is actually fucking dangerous. Um, They're both right. Yeah. You know, so like she got in over her head a little bit. He does need to trust her more because up until this point, she had done a lot of critical things and saved tons of lives. They need to work together to actually, you know, be the complete pair. Mm-hmm. And this setting that up again for, for the sequel or DLC as her as a kind of like handler, you know, or like this kind of Batgirl figure or somebody who can go do things Spider-Man can't do and then working in like a partnership, you know, I would love to see that developed as well. Like as is the way those self sequences, you know, we talked about how simple they are. Like the, each one kind of introduces a new gadget or whatever uh, that you have, like making that a system. Like what if she had a skill tree and everything and those mm-hmm. stealth systems, uh, setups were more like, um, you know, were more like a gameplay mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be cool too. Like just, you know, these other people, the, the support system, you know, because again, that's one of the classic Spider-Man themes is like, you know, you can't do it alone. Exactly. He thinks he has yeah. to do it alone. He has to protect everyone. He can't. And then making that you further know? complicated when you incorporate Miles into that because you, you know, like the, the Miles hacking stuff I thought was, it was okay. It was good, but like it didn't, it, it didn't work for me near as well as the, all of the MJ stuff. Um, yeah, the, it's, it's pretty perfunctory. The big, the, his big showcase moment was, uh, the, the Rhino fight where you kind of have to r- play hide and seek with Rhino. And I thought that was really fun. Uh, but I didn't, for whatever reason, I, I just wasn't able to clock where I was supposed to go very well. So I ended up like restarting that one probably yeah. more than any of them. And, uh, there's actually the, the game is excellent at uh, signposting mm-hmm. in general and those sequence, those stealth sequences. Um, there's a couple, there's two points in that specifically where it falls down. And I was really surprised just because it had always done it well up until uh, that part. Was it the place like, where there was, was like the, the, the two cops and the, like there was the, the, the van on the far right, but there were several things that you could hit in between. And like, I didn't quite understand where, what to hit first to make them go away. Like there was one of them like that, that I just had no fucking clue about. It took me a lot, a lot of times. For for me, it was the Rhino one when you first go up against the um the forklift. Oh yeah, because the the mm-hmm. forklift has a big obvious shiny like red lever, mm-hmm. and if the forklift lifted up, you could climb up it to get over a thing. And I was like, oh, obviously, I need to operate the forklift and then run, but that's not you. You're not supposed to go anywhere near there. It's a uh, it's a totally different area. So yeah. yeah. Um. The um like what as far as like just individual moments, they're real good. One one thing I want to call out that I think is kind of shitty is that I feel like. The game, uh, you know, this does, as much as we, we downplayed it a little bit, this game does owe a lot to Batman. Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, Scorpion sequence, like, it really wanted to have its own Scarecrow sequence. Yes, that felt, exa- felt exactly what that was. Yeah, And it's not nearly as good. No. Like, it's it's not very good. Like, making it poison is kind of cop-out. What you do in that sequence is kind of boring. Like, it, it's a little bit like the lava is the floor. Like, it just can you swing without touching the ground. Yeah. You know, but I just, I, I kind of wasn't there for it. Like, the Scorpion's not a very interesting character um in this and i just i felt like that was a little bit tedious as far as kind of climactic cinematic encounters there were a couple of moments that i think that they thought were more cinematic than they actually were and um the the scorpion section was one of them where you're basically just l2 r2 in your way kind of through it to chase somebody mm-hmm. and they're they're talking at you and then there's a sequence just like it with the negative man later on that yeah that i just was like i mean yeah i mean this is I'd, I'd be sure like it's fine i just i just didn't like it as much and yeah the the the, the floor is lava stuff I, I did not really dig that much i liked the giant tails coming out of the ground that was really dope yeah yeah and uh, i liked cool. i liked a lot of the scenery i just i'm glad it didn't last ext- an extremely long time and i'm glad it wasn't too hard uh, if that had been any yeah, longer it, or harder i would have been i would have been kind of bummed out about it same same and just and, and again like bummers like that boss fight i was talking about earlier that's in a hallway is you fighting mr negative in a subway car oh yeah, yeah. and it turns into punch out yeah, like you're you're ver- you're not really playing in the game. You're kind of doing a QTE that doesn't give you button prompts. It just tell you you have visual cues. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and what they do that's neat is later when you actually fight him as a boss, he uses the same visual cues. So if he's, if his arms go wide, you know, you have to jump. If his arms go narrow, you have to move to the side. So it, it does train you for a later boss fight, which I like, but at the same time, like, I was just like, why can't I go up and punch him? Like, you know, yeah, this, wh- this is outside must, of the combat engine. Why am I staying back here when I've never done that in yeah. this game at all? <laughs> this is the first yeah, time and, this and, has happened to me. Like, this is what I do. Like, I need to go, need to go punch him. You know, like that's what Spider-Man does. He's a bad guy. Like, knock him out. You know, how was, uh, at him. How, how was that helicopter sequence, uh, the first time you played through it. Cause I, I had seen that before and that was the first mm-hmm. time that, uh, that, that game had been really been shown at like, as far as gameplay is concerned. And it, it spawned a, just a whole lot of people saying like, Oh, this is going to be a QTE fest. And I'm really concerned about it. And cause they hadn't really shown off the combat or anything. Uh, but I even playing through it. I was, I was like, wow, this is incredible. I'm having such a great time. I wish I had never seen this before. Yeah, I, it was, it was really great. It was super satisfying. Um, the, uh, you know, worked, worked really well for me. I mean, it's, it is like a long cinematic QTE style segment, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's got that thing. You have to be kind of on board for that where it does go outside the normal play space. Uh, but I was because it was at the end of a long sequence that was like rescuing those, uh, I think it's like we were rescuing Fisk's men. Yeah. Um, before that helicopter sequence. And I had done like just a bunch of game things. So it was just paced really well when it came and it was just really, really impressive. Same thing again with that subway thing, which the fight up to it was bad, but the way it resolves where you literally ramp the subway up through the street um, <laughs> so up onto good. things like just yeah. have this like sense of scale. That's mm-hmm. like really fun. Very yeah. fun. Uh, try to think of the other stuff in this game that I was, I was really into uh, obviously the raft sequence when everybody's breaking out. I thought that was yeah. a lot of fun and the way they get you like fighting normal, um, like normal crooks, basically like normal jail, jail escapees alongside like a bunch of weirdo <laughs> super villains is mm-hmm. good. Uh, I could have used more vulture definitely in my life. I thought the vulture yeah. was really well done. That fight was really good. I hope he comes back in the, in some of the DLC. Cause I, I just want more of that fight to be honest with you. Yeah. The fight was very fun. Like doing an entirely airborne mm-hmm. fight. Like it's, it's better than I think, you know, he's been a villain in other Spider-Man games and this is the, the best that's articulated. Yeah. You know, way better than you being on the ground and him like doing dive attack or whatever, like an air to air fight is a rare thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a game. Um, the, uh, one, one other thing I want to talk about if we, if we got past those things, is it's just a, you know, and this is not me, you know, creating a YouTube channel where it's me in front of a wall of games and stuff. Um, but I just want to address it. Cause I think people will notice if we didn't like, I got a little bit annoyed at the discourse around the spider, the cop stuff. Oh yeah. Did any of that cross your, your radar? Like what did, like, what did you feel about that? How did you... It, uh, I, I saw a little bit of it, of people just kind of complaining that he was working with the cops, and, like, it was a little... Because in 2018, like, there's there's a bunch of, like, you know, people hate cop yeah, kind of kind of stuff going yeah. on, and I... But to be honest with you, like, I, I, those conversations can happen. I have to wonder, like, do you guys know Spider-Man? Like, <laughs> Spider-Man has always worked for the cops. Like, he's always been a cop. He would always... He would never... Like, even in this game, he's like, man, I, hey, there's a time for protest, everybody. Like, in this game, he has that line... And I, yeah, I, I've never looked at him to be my Antifa like avatar, and I never would. I, I just don't it, like, care he, about it. He webs up criminals for somebody to find. Yeah, you know, exactly. like I don't, I don't know. You know, it, it's not. It's for it's for the cops. And like, he, so traditionally, the 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 strongest point against that I've seen, as far as it being in the spirit of the character, is that like a lot of times the cops don't like Spider Man. You know, which is true, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of times the cops will, you know, are suspicious of him. Like he's got that whole thing, and that's true. There are also like a lot of cops that do like him. Like the, the, the character, his handler in this game is from the comics. Um, you know, they're like Gwen Stacy's dad, who he, who was antagonistic, like didn't like Spider-Man, but he didn't work at cross purposes with them. Like he wasn't against them. They have the same goals. Like 
he is somebody who is, you know, lawful good. You know, he, he, he operates outside the law, but he wants people to uphold the law. He cares about the laws. Like it was just kind of a weird thing to expect. And I, and I get like, it does lionize the cops a little bit more than like, if I were voting, Mm -hmm. you know, something like the hero stuff is a little bit silly. Uh, but at the same time, like it's very hard for it to bother me. And it also felt in the spirit of the game, which was very retro. Like the, the Spider-Man is kind of a retro character to me. And this felt like an expression of that where it's like, if this dealt with those issues, like it's not, it's just not what it is. It wasn't the goal of it. It wasn't the idea behind it. Yeah. Which is why when I, when I started seeing that stuff go around, like I, I skimmed one of the first articles I read and was like, yeah, this is, I get it. Like, and if you want to have these conversations around a video game, you can, I don't think that you should necessarily like detract from the game. And I don't think anybody was really doing that. They were just like kind of have, so have, having a conversation about the game in 2018. And I think that's important to do like in, you know, the, the, the times that we're going through, I think it's important to, you know, reconcile the way that we approach media. But at the same time, it's fucking Spider-Man guys. Like he's, I, he, I mean, he warned us to do our taxes in an animated cartoon once. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like <laughs> yeah. he's always been a nerd. He's always been a cop. He always will be a cop. Like that's, that's who Spider-Man is. That's where like 90% of these superheroes are. And it's, it's, and that's what makes like stuff like Captain America standing up to the U S government. So, so special is because it's not just about the flag or about the, the control. It's about the principle behind it. So I, yeah, I, I look at that stuff and I'm like, man, I, I can see why you're talking about this. I just, I can't imagine for the life of me wanting to have that conversation with over coffee with anybody. Like I just don't care yeah, about it. it. And the game it is did, so it good without me. it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't need like spider or, or, you know, make that story, like make there to be, make there to be crooked cops that Peter tries to figure out and is, you know, Oh, I, I keep wrapping up these dudes, but they keep getting back on the streets. Like why is the defense attorney on the take from Kingpin or whatever? Like, I don't, I don't know. So yeah, yeah I don't, it's, yeah. To clarify too, like I don't, I'm not saying that the people shouldn't have that conversation or the conversation shouldn't uh, be had. Just as far as my own take on it, I went into it because I didn't play this at the same time. I played a little bit later than than everyone did, and I'd seen way more discourse about it than than really felt warranted once I played it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't bother me that anyone wants to have that conversation. I thought it was going to be egregious as hell, oh, just yeah. based on the number of words and I said about it, and it was very hard for it to for me to imagine it bothering anybody, you know, like, is it a missed opportunity? Like, do I like to your point, like you'll make that story. Do I want to see a story that deals with that? Like, sure. I think that'd be cool, you know, but it, it never, it's very hard for me to slam like a game for just being a game. Exactly. Right. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't want every game to be that way. Like I don't want, you know, I don't want there not to be games that deal with serious issues. Like I, I 100% want that. I also think that the opposite is not what anybody really wants. Like, when when people complain about uh like when gamergate shitheads complained about you know uh, uh elite game journalist what they're saying is oh they want to make every game into gone home and nobody actually wants that right mm-hmm. like nobody i like i i don't want that i want there to be both it's a huge pie i want there to be room for everything and this just strikes me as part of that like the same way that you know i want room for those games that do deal with that like i want there to be you know games and part of it i think is we haven't had a good game about uh uh you know about that specific issue yeah absolutely it's a it's a a thing that has not been filled but i want that too you know i just don't think everything that comes along that isn't that you know is a problem 
it's hard for me to hold it against it. It's hard for me to think that this is somehow less because of that missed opportunity, really. Yeah, I don't think that Spider-Man 2018 has a cop problem. I think that every other game out there has, or the real world has a cop problem. And that's not being yeah. expressed through a game that's been in development for like five years. And I don't, and that's a thing too. And I I also do not expect it to be in a triple A Sony first person, hugely marketed Marvel slash Disney. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like there's a bunch of capital name companies in there that are just not going to put that kind of effort into it. And, and I don't, like you said, I don't need it to happen in every single one. So I'm glad we got, I do want it. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I just say, you know, I do, I want it to happen. Yeah. You know, as, Mm -hmm. as badly as, as anyone else does. Like I just, some of that discourse I just expected, you know, and I hate, you know, I, I hate being a person who complains about other people complaining and I'm, I'm really not. I just, for my own experience, I expected it to be really bad and that was not how I felt. Yeah. You know, if so. anything, it's just like a, just a casual thing of like, oh yeah, we're, I'm, I'm friends with the cops because everybody else is bad. Like, and that's, that's pretty much the yeah. story. Yeah. Well, and you know, he, that's where I have to put criminals. Yep. You know, <laughs> like I don't, I don't have my own basement jail. <laughs> Like, like I can't afford Parker's rent, like, much less my basement jail. Breaking <laughs> Bad season one. Uh, he's just got a bunch of people bike locked by their necks to uh, to poles in a basement, or like the, the Flash TV you know? show. Like he's got his. He's. I don't know how he feeds all the supervillains. He's probably got twenty of them locked up in there. Anyway, doesn't matter. The, the Flash has his own jail in this in the TV show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in, in Star weird. Labs, it's fucking crazy, dude. How does he feed That's them? How strange. does he clean the bathrooms? Where? How do they go to the bathrooms? It just only like he does it incredibly fast. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, he he pulls all the urine out of them and extremely <laughs> fast <laughs> using using uh flash particles he just vibrates through them and takes the urine with him into his own bladder when we were watching the and flash and pees uh, himself a lot autumn when i would get a lot of mileage out of the fact of like uh imagining flash jerk off jerk off and it'd just be like a i'm done yeah <laughs> just just a real <laughs> just done he's, he's like that guy in um that like that movie about uh kinsey called kinsey okay you know about with uh with uh liam neeson where he's uh he meets the the, the guy who can who can you know go from from zero to to ejaculation in like something like seven seconds. Okay, um, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a real weird scene where Liam Neeson sits behind a desk, like kind of rubs his chin and looks at a guy thoughtfully jerking off incredibly quickly. So fucking weird. Uh, yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it, it's not, not necessarily a good movie. It's just a, it's just a very weird thing. And then the, near the end of his life, like, and I don't know how much of this biographical he talks about, like in, like he just gets increasingly like into weird kinks, like in order to feel something like it feels like it's actually kind of a sex negative movie or it feels like it's worst practices. Uh, where he's like using it, like cutting up his penis or something like that to feel like there's a scene where Jesus his wife walks in, <laughs> walks in the bathroom and he's like bleeding. And he's just like, I just, I just wanted to feel something, Martha or something like that. It's a real fucking weird and not good movie. So weird. Uh, uh, you heard it here first. Well, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to cap this podcast? Yeah, I think, I think we're about right. I was, I was going to go into it if you, if you didn't, cool. I think we're about ready to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, uh, Spider-Man. Good game is my, are my last yeah. thoughts on it. So <laughs> Spider-Man. Good game. Hello. It's me, uh, Spider-Man Good Game. <laughs> Spiderman, Spiderman, and Spiderman Good Game. Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, thank you very much for, for listening to this, if you have. Um, we'll be back for the next episode probably in oh, – no, excuse me. We, we will be back in two weeks probably with Deadpool. And then after do that, yep. after that, we'll do a big feedback episode. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And then we're going to start the uh, incredibly hard-to-find Incredible Hulk <laughs> 1996 <laughs> animated series. Called um, Incredible Hard-to-find. It's yeah. actually – so it's on YouTube. Yeah. At least for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything except for the first episode, which you have to find on Daily Motion. So, yeah. Um, so it's not an ideal way to watch them, but it is free and it's, sure. you know, it's there. So we'll, uh, we'll figure um, that out. Hopefully that remains. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking ahead on that and there's some bonkers shit, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward, forward to it. Just the weirdest stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like this show, the best way to support the network is to go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. 
And the best way to support the show specifically is to read and review it on iTunes. Absolutely. And we um, thank you for so everybody that has already done that. We, we appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, come by, uh, come if you want to see what's in store for the show, days of slash slash schedule. And uh, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, I'm at JG Greer. Mm-hmm. And I am uh, at Gary Bud, G-A-R-Y-B-U-H. We'll be back in two weeks with Deadpool. See you later, everybody. Guests uh, can be seen nightly in the new musical at the Foxwoods Theater. Please welcome back the cast of the Broadway musical Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> you know, this place is surprisingly easy to break into. <laughs> Come on, New York City! Let's get your freak on! over-the-top supervillain when you could have seven. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Sinister Sins! We got a man made entirely of mutant bees. I get a buzz just thinking about it. Swarm! He is one cold-blooded killer, the Watch it. <laughs> How are you?
Thank you so much. How about that? Good to see you. Where is everybody? My God, it's like a party at my mom's house. Thank you. Nice going. It's the, uh, the cast of Spider-Man, ladies and gentlemen, at the Foxwoods Theater. My thanks to uh, Bono and the Edge and my mom. Happy birthday. Good night, everybody.